Hello and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be doing a special episode where we will be ranking the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Uh, so we are your hosts, Johnny. And John. And... Josh. I'm also with Hyperion Cosplay, so go and check me out on Instagram. Hyperion Cosplay Official, that's H-Y-P-E-R-I-O-N. Yes, so Josh is joining us for today's episode. Uh, and yeah, go check out Hyperion. <laughs> Appropriately enough, given we are recording about the Hyperion Cantos currently. Yes, <laughs> relevant. Uh, so, uh, here's how I figured we would structure it. We're, so there's 23 movies. We're going to list, we'll go person by person and list 23 through 6. Then for our, if uh, in order of quote-unquote worst or our lowest rank or I should say our lowest ranking to our highest ranking uh and then for uh five through one do we want to just list five you know no let's do like one at a time like and then like around after that like 23 through six 23 yeah. through six 23 through six yes yeah. and then five five five, five, five. five. yeah four, four, three, yeah cool all right uh and then we'll go into ancillary topics that are inevitably going to come up <laughs> yes afterwards so uh guests first all right so my 23 through six starting like uh, johnny said at the bottom with number 23 uh would be cap one then thor two 21 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 20 is Iron Man 2. 19 is Ant-Man 2. 18 is Captain Marvel. 17 is Avengers 2. 16 is Thor. 15 is Hulk. 14 is Ant-Man. 13 is Iron Man 3. 12 is Guardians of the Galaxy. 11 is Thor Ragnarok. 10 is Captain America Civil War. 9 is Doctor Strange, 8 is Black Panther, 7 is Avengers, uh, and 6 is Iron Man. Hmm, interesting. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll dig into why Civil War is that low later. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah, I'll go next. So, my 23 uh, is Thor the Dark World, 22 Ant-Man and the Wasp. 21 of uh, the Incredible Hulk, Iron, uh, 20 Iron Man 2, 19 Captain Marvel, 18 Ant Man, 17 Thor 1, 16 Captain America the First Avenger, 15 Iron Man 3, 14 Avengers Age of Ultron, 13 Spider Man Far From Home, 12 <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 11, Doctor Strange. 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. 9, Iron Man. 8, Thor Ragnarok. 7, Black Panther. And 6, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, we actually had two places in common, though I don't think I had any in common with Josh. Huh. You and I had uh, Iron Man 2 in common. Hmm. So, I have number 23... Captain Marvel, 22, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 21, The Incredible Hulk, that's one, uh, number 20, Thor the Dark World, 19, Ant-Man, 18, Iron Man 2, 17, Doctor Strange, 16, 
Iron Man 3, 15, Thor Ragnarok, 14, Spider-Man Far From Home, 13, Spider-Man Homecoming, 12, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that's the other one, 11, Avengers Age of Ultron, 10, Captain America, the first Avenger, 9, Thor, 8, Iron Man, 7, Guardians of the Galaxy, and 6, Captain America, Civil War. Hmm. Some interesting stuff, but we can get into groupings a little later, uh, if we want. Um, Sure. Do we... I must... must, uh, admit that uh, kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I am noticing some movies that none of us said. Yes! <laughs> so we will have some there agreement are, at the top. There, there, yes. yes, there are four in particular that I don't think any of us said. Yeah, actually there are four that none of us said. <laughs> uh, so are we going around doing five four Yes. Do we want to do... I think uh, we're Do we want to do a little bit of explan- a, li- a little bit of explanation? Or do we just want to list? I like the explanation. Okay, so we can do like a, a little bit of explanation for each one. Okay. Alright, so five. So, Josh. So, my number five was Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, you know, Spider-Man is my all-time favorite. If anybody does, go and check out my Instagram. I'm a Spider-Man cosplayer. Been Spider-Man cosplayer now for several years. I can think back to, you know, this 90s Spider-Man show very fondly. That's kind of where my, you know, superhero obsession started. Um, and I think... Spidey was a breath of fresh air for the Spider-Man franchise for Homecoming, where the McGuire movies were good up until He Who Should Not Be Named, um, and then the Garfield ones were fun, but both of those started off with the Uncle Ben dying origin story, and people were kind of sick of it between the different cartoons, because there's a ton of Spider-Man cartoons that have come out between those movies and the movies themselves. So to kick off a Spider-Man franchise without doing that, because everybody understands his backstory, okay? So it was one of those things where we didn't need it. It also was a proper portrayal where we had a young actor playing Spider-Man. We haven't had a young actor playing Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire was, I think, in his 20s, his late 20s, when he did the Raimi movies and Garfield was in his late 20s when he did the Raimi movies Holland started out at 19? 18 or 19 and and he also feels like he's they're actually in high school right (laughs) and that's the thing is like once you hit for most people once you hit you know mid to late 20s you look like you're in your mid to late 20s especially people who are acting unless you're specifically somebody that's picked up because you have a baby face i.e. Tom Holland (laughs) Um, and so First of all, Tom Holland's personality is more that of a younger kid. Like, he is has that, oh, I'm bad at keeping secrets and things like that. Uh, you know, I'm confused. I'm still learning to have a life. He's, again, when he first started off, he was 18 or 19. So, he he was still learning life. You know, yeah, some people are like, oh, I'm 18, I'm an adult. But, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 18, you're starting to be an adult. And so, you know... Going into that, he was able to bring a lot of that childhood naivete with him. Um, that young teenager naivete, because he wasn't that far off from, from Spidey. 
Uh, he they're what sophomores, I think. I yeah, uh, I think I think sophomores. So he wasn't that far off. So he's able to actually bring his own life experience properly to that role. Um, so really, homecoming is a good coming of age story, as well as a good portrayal. Um, I agree with a lot of the online sentiment, which is McGuire was a good Peter, Garfield was a good Spidey, Tom Holland is both. And uh, so that's why Homecoming kind of comes in. It, it does a, and there are people who disagree with this, but to me it brings a good portrayal and gives the character justice that he hasn't really had. I enjoyed the other movies for the most part that came before Holland, but Holland and the writing team and Marvel bring that movie together much better than the other ones. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that makes. I agree with a lot of that. Um, my number five is the Avengers. Avengers one. Uh, there isn't a lot that I could say about it that hasn't been said ad nauseum. I mean, it's the first big superhero team up. It's it, it's for me that that it kind of really kicking off. The big, like, it's, superhero movies were big before, but the Avengers was the one that really kind of skyrocketed the superhero movie into the big, into the massive cultural phenomenon that it is, uh, more so than anything that had really come before it, in kind of the massive sense, um, and so, like, in the sense that there are some people where Avengers would be their quote-unquote, Star Wars, so to speak, whereas prior to that, I don't know if there was a particular movie you could look at that was in the superhero genre and say, like, that type of cultural movement type of thing. So I see what you're saying with that, and I agree to an extent. I think it brought superhero movies into the mainstream, especially you see a couple things that they did with Avengers that they didn't do with the other ones. Um, Like, there's an actual... At least I haven't been able to find them, but for Avengers 1, I remember when I got it on DVD, it came with like an actual soundtrack, like of music, that wasn't even necessarily in the movie, it's just music that was kind of curated around Avengers, hmm. like kind of hard rock, you know, epic, those kinds of songs, mm. and they didn't do that for the other Avengers movies, as far as I'm aware. Although, now, granted, the other Avengers oh, movies... For, oh, for like, for like Age of Ultron. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now granted, they have their own soundtracks, like Endgame has one of the best film soundtracks ever but songs we'll get into that but (laughs) but they had like I said curated this album of more like hard rock like Papa Roach and stuff like that that went for Avengers 1 and so I think that it's what helped launch into the mainstream but where that all started was actually X-Men and Spider-Man well yeah yes as far as yes I agree as far as the larger yeah, and this is maybe even a little bigger picture than we want to quite get right now. But yeah, I, 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 I but I don't think that super, that the superhero movies are quite as big of a fin, of, of a phenomenon as Star Wars, like a, a cultural thing of every single person knew. Oh, like this is now a thing until the Avengers was. Oh, like I saw that Spider-Man movie was cool, or that X Men one was fun type of thing as um. Uh, see, uh, yeah, I get uh, to an extent. Same, same, same with me here. Um, if nothing else, it was a certainly a milestone. Yes. Okay. Let's go with that. We'll, yeah, we'll t- the, taking out also, my Star Wars bias a little bit. It was also <laughs> the first time that there was a major pro- like 
again, everybody looks at Endgame as like the big crossover event, right? Or Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War, yeah. And Avengers was the the beginning of that. Yeah. No, okay. Avengers was the first time that somebody said, hey, we're going to plant seeds to these other things and these other movies in their building to one major movie. But they're all separate entities. Whereas, you know, people can see that and they're like, oh, well, Star Wars, you know, four four and five led to six. But those are all their own self-contained universe. Whereas yes. Avengers, MCU as a whole is its own universe, but Iron Man is Iron Man's story. Right. Captain America's Captain, Captain America's Until story. Until Civil War. Sorry. <laughs> Until Civil War. But for the most I'm not, part, those, those movies, <laughs> they're telling a story of a single character, but they're planting seeds that then lead into yes. another movie where you're focusing on all the characters. Yeah. No, I... More to the point of it, it is its own universe. Um, it's its own singular creative vision. Yes. Yes. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it it definitely added more saturation than even the first um, Marvel movies did, where there was. What do you mean by, what do you mean by saturation? Three movies a year. Where we kind of expected it to be two or three movies. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, To some extent, we had it with X Men and Spider Man, but even um, the double whammy of 2005 and 2008 with Superman Returns, the Nolan films, and and Iron Man kind of overlapping with those. Wait, even that is still different. It's like 2008, because you have like, it was Iron Man and Dark Knight, and like. Right. But but like it was but like all, we're we're all from the same right. studio. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and, that, and that's what John's talking about is the yeah. saturation of Marvel is putting yes. out three yeah. movies a year. No, that yeah, that makes sense. So. Which coming from a filmmaking background, I cannot imagine the amount of production work and things like that that has to go into coordinating a three movie a year from one studio Kevin he's just he's got the magic <laughs> and, and the other reason that it was is so saturated is it's not like that everyone else just stopped making movies right so there were more right. than two to three movies yeah. a year whereas before there were between all the different comic universes there were just that many yeah um, but anyway but, but yeah so that's yeah and the reason it's not higher is because there are elements that my one through four have either that Either are just do similarly but better than event that I think do better than the Avengers, or are just do different things that I enjoy more than the event than the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Excuse me. Um, my number five is Black Panther. Black Panther is just such a well put together movie in so many ways and is a really strong allegorical movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um with the to take kind of the the age old trope not to say that as a bad way um of the of someone long lost to come back and reclaim a throne or, or to put a claim on it is is tried and true, but the to tie that in with an entire people going on a forced journey and losing their way, completely losing their identity, and it's really done so subtly. Um, I'm talking, of course, about 
the African community um, devolving into the slavery diaspora throughout hmm. the Americas. Yeah. And it's so perfectly exemplified in Killmonger, which who is one of the greatest villains of the MCU. He's, he yeah. <laughs> he moves with such a fluid grace and really owns his his lived experiences as an Oakland kid who is just embracing um himself full on even though he's taking an African throne. He's telling everyone, "Hey, this is me now. This is what I've become. I don't sound like you guys, but there's a reason for that. The, 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 sorry, the, the scene where you see him with all kind of ta- the tattoos where he's like, these are represent all the kills that I have in Afghanistan and in a war. Or not, I forget if they're specifically. Scars, not or sorry. He actually cuts himself. Yeah, but like the, the, the markings that demonstrate that that is not necessarily something from his culture, but his own identity that's still informed by that culture but is also like you were saying his separate experience right and there is i'm glad you brought that up because there is something primal about that which is important when you're going back to not only your roots but humanity's roots as well mm-hmm. there's there's something so old and venerated about wakanda that he just c- comes back in and just and just revels in, but again brings his own identity as a black American. Mm-hmm. It's it's just astounding. Yeah. Um, the reason that it's not the, the reason that it's five and not higher, I would say, is because it is a bit of an uneven movie. Um, there is another villain, the uh, An- An- Andy Circus's claw. Mm-hmm. Who is portrayed well, but I, after looking back at it, I realized that the first half of the movie, a lot of the first half of the movie is not tied into everything that I love about the movie. And so that kind of um, drags it down a little bit for me. Yeah, I, I agree with the villain thing, that it's just a, a little, it does make it a little disjointed, for lack of a better phrase. I like disjointed. Yeah. And I can see that where the reason why Black Panther is where it is on my number eight has nothing to do with the quality of the movie or anything like that. Kind of Johnny's reasoning as to why Adventures is five is there were other movies that did things I liked better, just in regards to my own tastes. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate Black Panther, and it is it is up there as for one of my. Obviously, it's number eight. It's in my top ten. I enjoy the movie a lot, but for what it did for African American culture speaking kind of on the same terms, mm-hmm. it, I saw a lot of things that came out, you know, that, you know, the African-Americans are like, this is a hero I can look up to. You gave my son or you gave my daughter an African-American, or I guess technically an African hero to look up to, somebody that looks like them, that they can say, there's a hero that looks like them. Re- I want to be Black Panther when I grow up. Re- representation like matters. Yes. <laughs> and there was a really cool video, I forget who did it, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, where he had people come and like, Stand in front of a movie poster from Black Panther and be, just be like, "Hey, say what you would say to um, uh, T'Challa if he was there in front of you." And they just kind of start talking, and um, 
he comes out from behind the curtain and they kind of like lose, those they all, of they're all yeah. lose their, they all <laughs> I've lose seen their that yes that's a really cool video and and some of them start breaking down and it's just a really cool video you know put it in so many words like Johnny said representation matters so yes before that we had Falcon and we had War Machine but they weren't main they weren't the focus of the movie Black Panther not only is the focus of the movie but he is um, you know, African, too. So it shows that somebody from the roots can be a hero. Right, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and those roots are the center of the movie. Of the right. movie. Like, not even just his characters. Like, the, right. the story and the movie and everything about it revolves around that. And the roots in and of themselves have... Are, are, are centered in themselves and are and they're more advanced than anywhere else. Yeah. So it's... It, it owned its culture and 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 flourished yeah. because of it. Um, the other thing that I one other thing that I didn't mention was the music. Mm-hmm. I love the music. I love how it it, it runs the gamut between uh, rap and hip hop, at least rap and hip hop sound, and then the swelling African tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're used to theme really effectively. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Alright. Alright, number four. So my number four was Avengers three. Um, Infinity War. So it you know, that was the big moment in the MCU up till now. You know, the now we might have another one in a few years, once we're out of this pandemic and we can actually start going to the movies again and Disney starts releasing movies because at least as of right now they're holding off on release like Black Widow's not coming out. And obviously they need to get these movies out to build up to another Infinity War type type build up. But anyhow, in the Infinity um, Saga, in this phase of movies, Infinity War was the pivotal moment where they were building up to for, what, 20 movies, 20, 23 movies, 22 movies? Yeah, however many it was. Time, the, it would have been the 20th. Um, 20th. It would have been 20. the 20th movie. Because Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Far From Home came out. Right. Uh, yes, okay. So, for 19 movies... And Ant-Man and Wasp, right? Was it... Was it 19? Well, regardless. You're right, it is the 19th. Yeah. Okay, okay, it is the 19th, because Ant-Man and Wasp was the next one, because at the end is where... Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoilers, was, for, spoilers for all of that. Yeah, scene. true. We should have said I mean, really, <laughs> really uh, uh, put it in the title. Which because um, we haven't, we, we we actually surprisingly have not really set any spoilers until now. Surprisingly, yeah. So but spoilers anyways. for the rest of the vi- uh, rest of the, the yeah. clip. Um, but at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, they you know they get Janet out, and so they're deciding to explore the quantum realm, and they go in, and it's while Scott is in the quantum realm, the snap hits, and he's stuck because his team gets dusted. Um, so yes, then it comes that that must be number twenty. So number nineteen is is Avengers: Infinity War. Um, so you know, eighteen movies is building up to Infinity War. Right. Um, really, really starting with Avengers one, where they introduce Thanos. But um, you know, it's this big build up, and then you have this huge movie where you're literally incorporating everything that's come up until then, um, and that build up is has no precedent. Again, yeah, you maybe look at Avengers as a small precedent because they were able to build it up, but 
something of that magnitude where you have all of these different heroes. Well, we won't even say heroes, but characters. characters yeah, or um, worlds. Storylines and, like, and worlds. Yeah. And especially when you bring in Thor. While, yes, Thor 2 is one of the weakest movies, it's where it really introduces other worlds. Um, yeah. And so, and that, that plus Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians goes into yeah, different one, space. Yeah. Different worlds in space, but Thor goes through different dimensions. Thor yeah. 2. So... You have these two things that are expanding and expanding, and you've got the quantum realm too with the Ant Man, and all of these different worlds and storylines for all of these different characters. Which I think when we sat down one time to count them out, the characters that we could think of, and we knew that we were missing because the Russo brothers said there were seventy five characters in oh, yeah. the arts. I think we still were able to count like forty something characters that have been introduced throughout the MCU. So you're bringing all these characters together into this movie. And it's done well. And people were scared. Yes, we had seen that the MCU was done well. I was worried, though, going into Infinity War the, because... The scale. It's a different scale. It's a completely different scale. But I was worried because you look at the movies that have come before that tried to introduce just a few extra characters. I.e. Well, Spider-Man well, 3. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not even talking about MCU. I'm just talking about other movies where like Spider-Man 3 was garbage for several reasons. But one of them being... That they tried to introduce extra characters and there was too convoluted. They did the same thing in Spider-Man, or The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a better movie than Spider-Man 3, but it, it failed because of the extra characters. Like, Green Goblin was kind of a an afterthought. Just like in Spider-Man 3, Venom was an afterthought, it felt like. Um, so, you knew that in Infinity War, they were introducing a couple more characters. So, you're like, alright, we're introducing more characters, plus all of the other characters we have to give attention to. And it felt like it was maybe going to flop a little bit. And it didn't, <laughs> obviously. Well, <laughs> it did a very good job doing that. what it was doing. Um, and, and again, had done something that was not precedented before by bringing together that many characters into one movie that were all coming from various other storylines. Uh, uh, yeah, I would almost argue, like, story-wise, the reason they were able to... Ultimately, I would almost, I would probably argue, make it work. And this is just another fascinating facet of that movie. Thanos is the protagonist, and all the Avengers are the antagonists. Thanos is the one that's trying to accomplish a quest. Well, right. the Avengers, the Avengers are too, but like Thanos is on the quest to get the Infinity Stones. The Avengers are trying to stop him from doing that. But either way, it's it's centralized on Thanos and. And all the interact and how all of the other characters and worlds are introduced or interact with each other are all centered around or around Thanos and having that central element really it, it let it it made it so that even if say a more I don't know so say like Rocket or like Cap or like seemingly unrelated characters or even characters that are more like minor. Um, like like that them them kind of showing up for a scene or two it's like they can have their little smaller part in the movie that fits but you don't really need the whole explanation because well if you haven't seen any Marvel movies going into this one this is the big one where that's kind of your fault <laughs> and um well not your fault but like it's this is the big one where there is there are prerequisites <laughs> With that said, too, though, um, yes, you should have watched 
all of them going in just to have the big picture. But I think it was, yeah, the Russo brothers had, had listed before, I believe it was before, it was either before Infinity War or before Endgame. Like, these are the ones you should have yeah, watched, Yeah, these are, sure. like, the five movies you should the definitely most, yeah, watch. Most like, if you don't have time to sit down and do a full watch-through, that's fine. Right. These are the five that you need to watch, otherwise you're either going to be lost or you're not going to appreciate the movie as much. Right. Um, but, yeah, regardless, of, yeah, like... Like, basically having that central pillar is what the big reason I think they're able to have these seemingly disparate parts of the universe come in and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel dis- like, it doesn't feel like it's all over the place. Right. And you mentioned the, uh, worrying about the Infinity War as it was coming out. Um, one big, and I'm not saying I had this worry, but one reason I could see that someone would worry as well is that the the major thing that you could fixate on that Infinity War was promising was Thanos, a villain. Hmm. And for a long time, <laughs> that was a weak point yep. of Marvel. <laughs> and still, like, the way it overall is, but yes. <laughs> if, if you take the whole thing. The whole thing, but, not, yeah. But not the movie. <laughs> they the, the past is the past. And, yes. And now they can... Heck, even I, I have Captain Marvel as my lo- lowest movie, but I wouldn't say the villain in that movie is the worst villain. No, it's no, no. It's, no, there are yeah, there are worse villains. We could but... go back through this and rank all of our villains. No, well, well, I know exactly who my top favorite villain is right off the bat. Well, yeah, well, we can probably we can, you know what, I'm gonna that'll, villains will be in, that's gonna be one of the ancillary topics we like put a pin in for later. All right, um, sounds good. Yeah, but anyways, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it, Thanos could have easily been a mwahaha type right. guy, yes. and, that's, he wasn't. and that's it. And but that he was, wasn't. He felt Thanos was written extraordinarily well, um, and you're, you're right. He wasn't just a mwahaha, but he his motivations. It was one of those things where, like, there are people who and I. I'm kind of one of them for a hot second. I was like, you know, his motivations make sense. Yes, the sh- crappy thing he's doing, <laughs> but his motivation for it makes he just wants people to be able to live without having to worry about resources. Well, it's, and it's, well, it's, it's, his, it's his motivations coupled with how he goes about doing it and his view and his almost relu- his reluctant, almost reluctance and. Right, uh, and, and th- those those aspects that all pile into him as a character. Exactly, and when he's fighting Cap, Cap gives him a fight, and he respects Cap. Right, mm-hmm. he's not just gonna. Yeah, he doesn't hit Cap hard because he knows Cap is weaker than him until after Cap gives him a fight. Otherwise, he was just going to ignore Cap. Right, but then when Cap really gives him his money, he's like, "Okay, now I'm going to hit you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I even read that as he's not even putting even using point one percent of his strength. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. He, he that confused look and that hesitation is is seeing his own one single minded determination reflected back at him, mm. and it is it is coupled with respect, as you said. Uh, yeah, and I like that. I like that a lot more than. Uh... He, he, the his determination reflected back at him in particular. Though they did buff buff Cap a he lot. He gets a lot. <laughs> Cap gets a lot of, in particular, 
really starting with. Well, we could get like a little into that, but yeah, like he, it, the, the the later you go, the more he gets buffed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like with some of the people he goes up against, but kind of. Um, well, I I think what John said kind of speaks to why he's able to put up a fight against Thanos is because Thanos sees him. He's like, oh, you're you're literally just a human, and he is like, yeah, he, he's he's, he's he, human plus. Yeah, he's human plus. He's Peak human ability. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he, he, I, he's pa- I would say he's past. Is he? I thought the whole idea of the super soldier theorem was that yeah. it makes him peak human. Was ability. it? I, I don't know. Wait. John, I, you would be the best answer. I I want to say that he is a little above. Um, I think he can lift marginally more for. His yeah, that's that's. But he's human. still okay, human plus like two hundred so, pounds more. But regardless, so, it's an, an almost irrelevant amount to Thanos, right? So Thanos looks at him, he's like, I don't need to put this much in, I can just 0.1% of my ability him. And then he puts up against that pole with 0.1%, he's like, okay, you are better than what I expected, and that's why that that respect comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is, is you know, a universal buff that they do to make him be able to stand Which, up against Thanos, right. but also part of it is willpower. That Cap is like, I know I can't do jack against this guy. But I'm going to put my all into it because it means literally the half, the end of half of the population. Of the well, and that's also that. That's what he's he, he he's that's his singular. Going back to what we're saying, that's his singular purpose. At that point, it's like it's like it, nothing else matters. If I die, like why? If, if I die, I die. If I don't give my all into this, I'm definitely gonna die. I definitely, yeah, I'm definitely gonna die. And and even if I live, I would regret it for like the rest of. My life, which they all end up regretting everything anyways. <laughs> so. But I would say that he doesn't even have those thoughts per se because that's just who he is to his but, core. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's no, in, that's not his, in, there's no internal debate. And, and, and that goes back to the whole, um, not a good soldier, but a good man. Right, yeah. Um, for him. He, in the, the shield scene, or sorry, not the shield scene, the grenade scene. Yes. He goes and covers the grenade. Because, yeah, he knows he's going to die, but it means saving his squad mates. Right, and I would almost argue that, that that's 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 the singular most defining Captain. Like, it's not my favorite, but like, it's the singular like who that defines who Captain America is as a character more than any other scene in the movies. I would probably argue in terms of just who. Off what, the bat, I would like in terms of just what does his character represent? I would say that. And then, it's, as far as not, one that's just going to come to mind right now, because I just recently watched it, would be in Civil War when he's fighting Iron Man, because he's protecting Bucky. That is his. Yeah, he does not care if he falls over dead, because he's fighting a guy in a robot suit, and he's bare knuckled. <laughs> yes, is trying. When his goal is there is to keep Iron, keep Tony distracted long enough to hopefully Bucky can get up and walk out, and he ends up having so much willpower and so much. I'm not letting Bucky. I'm not letting anything else happen to Bucky. Because of me, that he fights Iron, or he fights Tony until he puts down Tony. Now, obviously, not permanently, but he knocks the power out of the suit so he can't move anymore. Yeah, and thus, you know, again, he is a guy at we'll say human plus in bare knuckles against a guy in a super powered suit. Yeah, and be- that's not literally Iron. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's better than Iron. Right, yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's better. <laughs> but even if it was Iron. Right. Yeah, that would that would be that would be tough too. Yeah. Um, 
Alright, so, uh, I'll, and I, I think as, since we're talking a lot about, with these top five in particular, we're gonna have a lot of repeats, so at least I, I'm gonna, I'll say some of my thoughts as we're talking about them the first time, and then just give maybe, my... Maybe we should just go ahead and go four, 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 like all the way around, and we can come back to... No, I, 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 I think we can still do this, but I'll, I, I, I think we can, we can just... We can talk about it a lot, like the first time, or whatnot, and then just say a couple, one or two specific reasons why it's like one ranking over another. Okay. Uh, yeah. So four for me would be Captain America: Civil War. Uh, and, and we, whether or not we want to all of it with it now, it's it the fact that I was look. It speaks volumes about this movie. And Age of Ultron that I was looking, I was more looking forward to this movie going in to see Age of Ultron than I was Age of Ultron, <laughs> knowing that this movie was coming out. And I don't dislike Ultron, even though I think it is the weakest Avengers movie. But like, I was more excited for this movie than Ultron going into the theater for Ultron. Uh, the airport scene is just amazing. Uh, the they the Russos kept a lot of the cool action a lot of the cool action political thriller set piece aspects of Civil War are still there or of Winter Soldier are still there even if they're not as focused uh, and they pull together even more and they pull together the probably the I don't I think Ultron tops this this point like the most amount of char- number of characters for one scene at the time and, and that is that is true they there's a lot of things that were said as well as I think even the Russo brothers had come out and said Civil War is a like a pre-Infinity War. It, it will, is, yes. It is our test run of a bunch of characters wait, at wait, once. What and God, sorry. and the reason why I'll, I'll just mention this really. The reason why because I know you had mentioned oh interesting that you know Civil War was where it was on my list. Uh, I normally talk about how it's up there for me um, because of Spidey. That, oh, the yes. introduction to Spidey. But as I thought about it, there were other movies that I liked more. I love Caps of War, and really for me, my like seven through eleven were really difficult. My eight through eleven or so, and I really enjoy Civil War, but I thought about what the different movies meant to me. Okay, yeah. And while Civil War is where Spidey was introduced, Homecoming is where we got Spidey. Like, yeah, we truly got Spidey, <laughs> and for me, a lot of the it was a lot of the same as you. I was going into Age of Ultron, excited for Age of Ultron. I was going into Civil War, but I was more excited for Civil War. Right. Now, obviously, just because of timing and the way things played out, they couldn't do Civil War the same exact way as the comics. But right. they did, I think they still did a good job with Civil War. Um, and that's actually why Civil War beats Thor Ragnarok for me, is because there's still a lot of the core meaning behind Civil War comics in Civil War. But and I know this is why Thor 3 is weak for you, John is that Thor Ragnarok is supposed to be, like, the end of the world, and a lot of serious stuff is supposed to happen, and it's, it was a comedy. It's totally, di- yeah. It was more fun. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I like it. I liked, I think Watiti did a really good job, but I can understand why that makes it low for you. That's But that's why I put it's below Cap 3 for me. Um, but a lot of what makes me happy with Civil War, aside from a lot of really cool fights, the airplane scene and stuff, and the reason why it's not higher... <coughs> Is again, it's the teaser of Spider-Man, but it was the anticipation to go into seeing Spider-Man in an MCU movie for the first time. The the with that, they did a great job of keeping under wraps that they actually got Spidey mm-hmm. in time for Civil War, and that they actually 
had a quote-unquote backup plan to put Spidey in last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, The Russo brothers even said, like, from the get-go when they were doing that movie, there was never a situation that they planned that did not have Spider-Man in that movie. Um, So they either knew that deal was pretty solid or they had a backup plan for that, that if they couldn't get Spidey, that they were going to be able to do something else. Mm -hmm. But when they did that first trailer where Spidey is introduced, it's that, hey, everyone at the end, that locked in Meet My Excitement for Civil War. Hmm. And they did still a great job, especially the fight between Spidey and Cap. However, um, again, it's just the other movies do something better for me. But I I do really enjoy Civil War for that, those themes and stuff. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. The interesting thing about Civil War is that it's, it, it, it becomes a Captain America movie because they make, primarily because of the buggy element and how they... Even though you can root for oh, Tony, it becomes a Captain America. It is a Captain. Yeah, America. yeah, it is a Captain. Yeah, like it's that, a Captain it becomes America. an Avengers movie. Right. Yes. <laughs> that right. Comes back yeah. to being a Captain America movie. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. So, but yeah, they. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, like the it, it's. It, it, it's they make Cap more like Tony could like if it were like Avengers Civil War, which like you're saying it basically is anyways. <laughs> Like it, 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 it's it's a Captain America movie primarily because Cap gets more reasons to be the protagonist, and Tony gets like how they frame it is Cap is more the protagonist. Yeah, uh, and, and just the, how, the the freedom fighter is easier to make the hero in a movie. It's just what we're used to. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a that's an interesting. Yeah, that angle makes sense. All right. Um, my number four is the Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers or Avengers Assemble. Yeah, the- <laughs> many different uh, uh, possible names for it. Um, it's it's like the perfect superhero movie. Hmm. Yep, that makes sense. It it is so, and this is uh, one reason that I have. The same reason that I have Captain America, the first Avenger. So, yes, I like Cap- Captain America. Um, I more have it... It's at, it's at 10. I more have it that high because it is so good at being what it wants to be. And I mm. really re- and I, I really like that in a movie. And the Avengers does that. Plus, it is so vibrant and so funny. And... Un, un, one of you said unprecedented um, as as a team up movie. I mean, the, there was there was the X Men, but it, 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 there, it's not really a team up movie. Like it's a it, team movie. It's it yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go yeah, yeah. thank you for yeah. the distinction yeah um, yeah there we go. So it it made the the entire theater laugh, and it just enjoys itself so much Whedon is, is at the top of his game and yes. it's just Thanos and yeah it's just, just Thanos. Thanos yeah but yeah and, oh. and I agree with you though in that for Avengers the reason why for me it's at 7 instead of higher is because again there were things the other ones did that I appreciate more and I enjoyed more mm-hmm. but it goes Iron Man then Avengers because Iron Man the MCU wouldn't exist without Iron Man so wait, Iron Man is higher or lower? Yeah, high, Iron Man is higher. Okay. Iron Man is six for me. Hmm. Okay. So it's because yeah. Iron Man's there's literally no MCU without Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
and and they were taking and also uh, with the the background of Iron Man where they were taking a huge gamble with it because while now we can't imagine a time where people didn't know who Iron Man was at that time Iron Man wasn't a very popular character he, he, he's, 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 he's like a B he's like a B level right? yeah, like like, or maybe a little bit make no he wasn't a I would say yeah, like, he, he wasn't B because he wasn't he's always been an Avenger I may mean, not always but he's a recent Avenger um because if you look like uh, my house had that big comic um, poster, Iron Man's not on that. Hmm. That was one of the earlier Avengers ones. Um, but like uh, the end of Avengers animated series and stuff like that, um, Iron Man's in there. And Iron Man does have a cartoon, but but at the time for the general public, if you had gone up to somebody and said, "Hey, who's Iron Man?" they'd be like, eh. "If you said who's Spider Man?" they'd be like, "Oh, I know who that is." Not only because of the movies coming out, but Spider Man has always just more, been more of a household name. Just like Batman, um, I had no idea who Iron Man was. Yeah, I, 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 I did that. because of my because I'm such a techie that I'd seen Iron Man in a bunch of stuff and not in a bunch of stuff, but like re- reference and stuff like that. Um, I didn't know much about the character. I knew it was a guy who flew around in a metal technologically advanced suit, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I only and, knew him from the Marvel Ultimate Alliance video game. Yeah, so he wasn't a very known character. So they took. A huge gamble, which is why they were comfortable doing Guardians, because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the first time they did characters that were. And I remember, I find it funny because if you think back to Guardians, people were like, "Oh man, they're taking a huge risk." You know, nobody knows who the Guardians are, and I'm sitting here like, nobody knew who Iron Man was. Before. Well, but I, I do, I do think that the Guardians are kind of the next step from Iron they, Man. Oh no, they definitely are. But uh, it, it wasn't like Marvel had t- not taken a risk. But before. yeah. Um, Plus, they were they released Iron Man, and it got everyone thought of it, pretty much everyone thought it was a good movie. Um, but in terms of hype, it got steamrolled by the Dark Knight. Yes, right. that's yeah. But they weren't looked, releasing Guardians under those conditions, right? Oh, of course, yeah. And what's uh, speaking of that? It's funny because it still did well enough for them to say, you know what, we're right. going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it if you think about the difference, it would have taken the difference. I want to say life would be right now, but cinemas would be right now. Minus if Iron Man had like tanked or something. If Iron Man had tanked, because think about it, they have that setup at the end for Avengers. Sure, and all, all the studios have tried to do their thing since then, right. and it mostly what hasn't would, worked. What would Hollywood be like right now? Iron Man had failed. We wouldn't have a DCEU. The Mario, <laughs> the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie tried to do that. <laughs> Actually, you don't know that. We might have a DCU. That's true. Yeah, we they might. could have seen Iron Man be like, "We can do what they try to do better." And instead of them trying to be like, oh, "Shoot, the you know, look at this cinematic universe that Marvel did. We need to catch up and then make bad movies because they're rushing to we catch need up to shortcut." Right. Yeah. Instead, they would have been like, mm-hmm. "You know what? Let's try this our way." And what they probably would have done was would have started with a Batman movie. Yeah, and it would have they done, would have started, with... and it would have done it excellent because it's a Batman movie, and that would have caused them to keep going. And it would have been that it probably would have been the opposite. We would have had a DCEU. I don't know though because they started with a Soups movie, and you. Th- but but Man of Steel wasn't meant to be a start off. That's true. Man of Steel was a self contained movie. That's true. There yeah. was no. I think instead, either yeah. they might have still done Man of Steel, but done Man of Steel differently to set up a DCU, or they would have they would have pushed Man of Steel back and done a Batman movie, and. Used Batman to kick it off because it would have made sense because then you could do a teaser scene. Basically, what they did with uh, BBS 
which is have that scene yeah. at the end where he's looking at the security footage of all the other heroes. You could have easily done that in another Batman movie, and it would have been a perfect teaser to set up the rest of the DCEU. Not a Justice League movie, the rest of the DCEU. Right. You see the symbols, you see and you're like, okay, cool, we're going to get these other heroes. Right. And they could have done that, and they would have done that probably, because again, they would have seen Iron Man, seen that it bombed, but then seen at the end how they teased this, and been like, oh, we know what they wanted to do. Are you assuming that Nolan also wouldn't be a thing? Because that would be a bit I, of a wrench. They wouldn't and, and put he, in another Batman movie right away. And no, 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 no. And, and Nolan would not have done a crossover. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that Nolan wouldn't have been a thing, and I'm not saying that they would have rushed another Batman movie out right after. I think they would have done... They would have finished out the Dark Knight movies the way that they did. Maybe they would have done Dark Knight Rises a little differently. Not to set up a crossover, but just done sure. it a little differently because the other movies weren't out. Sure. Um, but then... Maybe given it a, another year or two, and then they would have done a Batman to set up a, an extended universe. Mm. And I say that because what probably would have happened was Disney slash Marvel, if they had, if Iron Man had flopped, I think that they would have waited some time before trying something again. I don't think... I think Incredible Hulk would have come out because it was already in production. Mm-hmm. But I think they would have hauled, hauled, uh, they would have stopped on other stuff. And they wouldn't have put the scene at the end of Hulk that tied it into everything. Yeah, else. that's... Yeah, the scene because Literally, the only thing that ties Hulk into the rest of the MCU is that scene. Right, that, yes. yeah. So, I think they would have let Hulk finish out, and they just would not have included the scene. Mm-hmm. Then they would have done either an Iron Man reboot, or maybe they would have tried to start off with Cap. Yeah, Cap's I, a I, recognized yeah I, I bet Cap might have been coming if something... Or if it had been enough years later. There's a couple things. If, Spider, if the Spider-Man rights were gained because they wanted him in the MCU, then the Spider-Man rights wouldn't have been gained back. Or they would have continued to fight for them to have Spider-Man be the setup movie. I think a Spider-Man or a Cap movie had Iron Man failed would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. And so we're here. But they took it... All that saying, you know, again, the reason why Iron Man is above Avengers is because there'd be no MCU, there'd be no Avengers if Iron Man yeah. flopped. And it, or if they decided not to do it. No, that's, fair. that's as fair a reason as any. Yeah. Um, but Avengers is still... I mean, like like we've said, unprecedented and amazing film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your number three, unless you have anything else on Avengers you want to, you go. Okay. My number three is Cap Two, mm-hmm. uh, Cap Winter Soldier. Um, it was such a departure from Cap One as far as tone, which makes sense. Cap One was the origin film, and it so took so place in you World know II, yeah. World War Two. Cap Two is modern day, um, but also. I don't know. I feel like Steve did a lot of growing up between Cap 1 and Cap 2. Like, he he's not the same Cap in the two, between the two movies. There's a lot of change there. Yeah. Um, but they, they, that's one of the films that does a really good... Because I think Cap 2 is also the Russo Brothers, right? Yes. yes. That was, yeah, that was the, the first. first. Yeah. That's what I thought. And you, know, you like, can oh, see yeah, how they're really guys. good at just slipping humor in there. They, like, yep. they just... You know, example, um, Cap and uh, Black Widow, Steve and Natasha are driving in the, to, I think it's the base, and they're talking about the kiss. And, like, it's this really serious moment, kind of, because they're trying to, you know, get to the base right. and figure out what's going on. But then it goes silent for a second, and then Natasha's just, wait, was that your first kiss since, like, the 40s? That and is... Like, I've kissed... I've kissed people. That's still... <laughs> that's still my... my... That's like, their interactions in that movie are great, 
But that's one of the best ones because again, it's just out of it's nowhere, amazing. and they just slip it in there, and you're just like, "It's a great scene." That's still my favorite movie. That's still my favorite Black Widow movie. Like that's still my favorite like movie. With, that's still my movie favorite with Black Widow. Yeah, like movie with and Black Widow, like or at least like where I like her arc or her character the most in that there's, movie. There's just a lot that happens in that movie, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. What happens? Right. So they do a good job. Like Hydra, they you find out Hydra's been within Shield this whole time. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, that's a twist. Like, and using it's not you, something you see coming per se. Well, and also using that bigger, like, you would think that that would have been a big twist in an Avengers movie, right? That comes in like the Captain America and solo movie. It makes sense movie. that it comes yes. in because he's an agent of Shield, right? Well, right, just like Natasha, is right? At that, at that point in time, right? Um, but you have Nick Fury dying. I put air quotes. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> quote, like, unquote, one of the things in the movie that I thought it was. I thought it was a really well done thing because it also takes Nick Fury out of the picture for the movie. I think that's why they did it because otherwise you have people being like, "Why isn't Nick telling them this stuff? Why do they have to go on this like?" <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a MacGuffin basically. It, it's what causes the rest of the movie to happen because if Fury isn't temporarily taken out, then all the stuff that they go and discover on their own, he probably could have told them, except for Hydra, like. Some of the other stuff, he like the main big twist, he can't tell him. He doesn't know that. No, I, I I totally agree with all of that. It's more the him coming back is kind of like, well, what does he really do after Cap Two besides show up with the helicarrier in Ultron? He calls Captain Marvel at the end of Infinity War. I mean, not, yeah. what? <laughs> it's fine. It, it, it would have, yeah. It it they they, it's they Samuel could have Jackson. That's your that's your answer, Samuel L. Jackson. So we He's great, and it, it ultimately worked. It is just a. It, it's Very almost, minor. yeah, it, but otherwise, like, again, they do a lot. Not only within the t- spans of that movie, they set up that Bucky's still alive, that, um, that Hydra's within yeah, Shield, I, yeah. Shield falls, and Cap is able to. "Quote unquote revive Bucky." It, it's funny. With the thing of that movie is that the cl- the all I think about like a hundred different things before I think of the climax. Like in terms of the char- character interactions, action pieces. There's a lot of like, and, and the climax is very enjoyable. But like, it just it's it's really it's super cool and interesting that what no. that, that that like that like I think about a lot of the stuff. No, no. A, a lot of a lot of the things earlier in the movie before I think of like the ending. Well, no, everything in the movie is great yeah. in my opinion. It, it, yes, again, it is slipping in the humor, like when they're in the computer store and Natasha's not paying any attention. The guy's like, "Your boyfriend here is." Oh, look, we have the same glasses, and she's like, "You guys look exactly the same." Like complete and total sarcasm. Mm-hmm. But the guy's like, "Oh no, I wish this guy specimen." And you're just like. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but they slip those things in there, so it really shows their directing ability. Obviously, the writers had something to do with that, but it felt like the Russo brothers were working with the writers to get their own tone in there. Um, and, it, and again, it just does a lot in a, in a not very long amount of time, but doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel overly condensed. Well, but, but and there's some just really well written things and some. Hints dropped throughout there too, like Stephen they, Strange, Stephen like, Strange, yeah, um, yeah. and some others that I don't think it ever paid off, but they were nice little fun nods. I think they said like a lawyer and somewhere, and some people are thought that was She Hulk, hmm. um, but um, again, they just do a great job with 
And then the action, like you said, the action sequences. Yeah, I'll get into some of the some of the best choreographed action scenes ever. The bridge scene is probably my favorite, one of my favorite fight scenes ever. The the cat Bucky fight scene on the bridge is the best one on one fight in the MCU. Yes, (laughs) I I will. It's one of the best one on one fights. Period. There are some other bad, like obviously martial arts movies are gonna have some better ones. Yeah, like different doing different things. Yeah, but that is one of the best because also there's. A lot of t- you can feel tension being built up to the point where he knocks the mask off and notices that it's Bucky. Like they are building that up. The fight is getting more intense and more intense and more intense until he knocks the mask off, and then the tension just drops because oh no, it's Bucky. What the hell? I thought you were dead. Right, boy. Yes, it's yeah. Which admittedly, in the theaters, I didn't. I had been years since I saw Cap One, and I didn't. I was it. I was the same way. <laughs> so like it, 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 the first part. Yeah, I mean, well, I enjoy it more now. But anyways, but like uh, the impact wasn't as much as it would have been if I had either watched Cap One like right beforehand or something. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, um. All right. So you're. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I this will probably be a little higher for both of you, I bet. But do we? So we talk about this one a little more narrow later. But Avengers Endgame. I thought that, um, that would be. Not one. I no. I thought that it would not be one. I I guessed that it would not be one or two for you. Do yeah, we want? I think we should wait until we. we that's just, just, that, that's, yeah, that's we'll fine. I'll I'll just say that it's the reason it's my number three and not my one or two is that I didn't feel as consistently engaged throughout the whole movie as I did with my number one and my number two. The, the those are the main like the, the, those are the main reasons I would put it. Above them, although it has my favorite moment in MCU. Side question: Yes, who is your favorite Marvel character? Um, oh god, I because this this would explain it. Okay, so my favorite, my favorite, the way they wrote the tail end of his, or like after the first movie of his arc, Cap is the answer. But like that's more to do with how they wrote his character arc from Winter Soldier through Endgame and. How they took a character who could be, who's a has a black and white moral worldview of this is right, this is wrong, and made it gray. Yeah, well, they put him in gray. They didn't make it gray, but they put him in gray situations, and they made him. They forced him to make black and white decisions based on that on that moral code. But then that moral code does become gray. It, I would say when he quit becomes, and they don't call him it, but when he tears his star off, so like Infinity War, basically, right. He's Nomad. He's not Captain America. Anymore. Well, but, 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 but he's, but when like, he become, and I believe in the comics, you know, I might be wrong about this because I'm not a huge Cap reader or anything. When he becomes Nomad, he doesn't have that black and white moral code anymore because he's not Captain America. He's not freedom fighter. Well, he would, he would still, you would still say, well, that, cause that's the point of Winter Soldier is that his moral code is still pretty black and white and that's, like he, he would still say that his moral code is still pretty black, and, and that's in Civil War why he goes against like Tony, and that like his his moral code still stays. Like Tony's the one who kind of like his moral code kind of somewhat stay somewhat stays the same. It it it, it it's more that like he he evolves it to he evolves it to to like fit to look like, because like. He, the moral code somewhat stays the same, mm-hmm. but he's forced to still make decisions kind of in that realm, uh, just in different settings. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. That, I didn't do a great job of explaining that. Anyways, but yeah, that's the answer to your question. Would be Cap, even though on paper he's on paper he is not a character I would typically gravitate towards in like much. But the way that they executed him, in particular from Winter Soldier onward, is really cool. Okay, yeah, and so you wouldn't want to say much more about Endgame, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. If we, if oh, yeah. Side note: Speaking of Cap, I was just thinking about this. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, fun thing for somebody to go look up, but it it, it is related. There's, I guess, if you put the count the. The closed captioning on when you're watching the scene where um, Cap sees Peggy mm-hmm. when he's time traveling. Um, she's talking about oh, uh, I can't remember the name now. It's oh, Striker. Striker's forces are in Africa. They keep running into weird storms, or like oh. weird thunderstorms. You, and you can't hear it; it's not audible. But if you turn on the closed captioning, they did. Put the closed captioning in there for it. I wonder, did that did the DV did the home release for Civil War come out come out after they got the Fox rights? Not Civil War, Endgame. Oh, sorry. Or, oh, okay. Never mind. That they they did. Okay, right. But in, in they a, had the Fox think, rights at that point. I don't remember. But if they didn't, that would be why it wasn't audible. Okay. So. Okay, so that's a that's a storm thing, not a Wakanda thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, and Striker could have also been, and it, and it might not have timeline wise wouldn't have fit. Well. And, and it could have been. So I know that there's some story arcs. I th- no, no. I think there are some story arcs where, or they explain that like Storm's parents also had powers, hmm. like Storm esque powers, which is why in her tribe she's like the Thunder Goddess or whatever Storm Goddess. Um, so it's possible that. That was her parents and Stryker's father, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's too early for it to have been Storm and the Striker that yeah. eventually turns Wolverine into Weapon X. So, who knows? But it, it was a, a nod to there. And they've said there's been a lot of things I've been pointing to. Black Panther 2 is going to introduce Storm. Because there is a storyline where Storm and uh, T'Challa get married. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, they can play with, probably won't do that, but they can, they, they, they can play with it. Yeah. Um, right, so so um, that's good that we went this direction because my number three is also Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay. Boom. Um, it it's such a fully realized movie. It's a a really mature movie and. Um, unlike Black Panther, it pretty much does everything right. Um, there, there's very little that I would change about it. Um, the only thing I can think of is the villain in Alexander Pierce, but I think he's just what he needs to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would really... He's almost more of a figurehead. Well, the right, real villain, the real villain of that film is Hydra. Yeah. Being within yes, because he's he he's just he is just a head yeah that you can cut off yeah and have two more tickets yeah place. no yeah so I, I I agree with that as far as the <laughs> he is what he needs to be and like and, and the other the kind of intimidating antagonist comes through with Bucky in that in that right in, right kind, he, kind he, of the he, right. yeah he they, they they um share the spotlight as a villain they they fulfill different roles yes. 
as 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 a villain. That that makes sense. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I just think it's um, as a you know it's 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 so well woven into an, an onto an espionage template. That, yes, and there it, you you mentioned the humor. That's right. Um, uh, just start starting with on your left, which <laughs> then was a yes. just just a just a really a funny film, yeah. and relatable joke, right? Um, and it's and and it's also it's the it's the perfect compliment to part uh, cap one. Yes, and that. That's why you're killing me, man. Because you can't you can't have one without the other. It's so okay. I am going to re. I'm going to re. I'm going to rewatch Cap. I'm going to rewatch all the just the Cap trilogy at some point soon. Cap one's probably going to move up. In fact, today when I was editing my rankings right before we, re- we recorded this, I bumped it up like two spots. Yeah. So I it's it, pro- Cap one will in <laughs> retrospect. It, 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 let me it, put it this way. Cap one is probably not going to move up because I explicitly enjoy it more, but I will appreciate things that it does more. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have talked at, at nauseum about why Cap one is my goes back and forth with Thor two for my least favorite. Um, right now, and it's tough. I think I enjoy Thor two more, which is why it's above Cap one. Mm-hmm. They're pretty close though, but it's always going back to as a as a filmmaker. Um, and having to think of narrative stories and things like that. I mean, you guys are right. You you guys know that too. Time skips in a book are a little different. I, yep. It's the time skip that always gets me. Every single time I watch that movie, it's still how much dang time has happened since uh, Natalie Dormer kissed Cap because Peggy got mad at him and didn't want anything to do with him. And now he's flying the ship into the sea and she loves him and they need to go on their date. Where like how much time has happened? I I don't think that a lot of time really needed to happen because th- things like that with with Natalie Dormer some, suddenly seem really small in a situation. Like yeah, and I, I I agree. I have an issue with the time skip, but I really don't. I don't have an issue with the love triangle is, is part there, of it. Is there an explicitly stated time skip? No, there isn't. It's just it, it's a it's a montage that happens when he's in war. He's quote unquote like yeah. fighting in World War Two. Yeah, oh, I, can, I can think of one skip, but it doesn't. It, it's not a time. Yeah, it's, it's not it's a time, time skip, but it's, it's a time skip, but it doesn't say how much time has skipped. Uh huh. So it's not like it goes and it's like. Two years later, it's all like because, it's all like Endgame when they when the screen flashes or whatever, and it's yeah, like, exactly yeah. five years later. Because if if Cap One would move up a ton of my list, probably if that time skip was more explicit, that, because that part of the story does not make any sense to I, without it being more explicit. Yeah, I, I don't because I get it in in the matter of you know in a matter of life and death like that, you know you're never going to speak to the person again. You let go of a of a kiss like that because especially they weren't together or anything like that. Nor and Natalie Dormer forced herself on on Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see other movies where stuff like that happens, and the person who was offended doesn't talk to the other person for months in in terms of the movie's time. Usually in quieter movies, yeah. And so you see that, and you're like, and then this happens. And then all of a sudden she's totally okay and wants to... I would have rather it said, like, you know, three months later. 
even three months, I'd be like, okay, that, that makes sense that they're talking again. Mm-hmm. And that she's totally for him again because now they've had a chance to get past that and um, she's gone past it and they're talking and spending time together again. And yeah, they didn't go on a dance yet. Because that, that, that might be why they didn't do a time skip. Because then people are like, oh, it's been a year. Why didn't they ever go for that dance? Like, because they're still at war. <laughs> they're, they're still overseas yeah. fighting. And so, like, that's why I'd still be fine with a time skip. And it's saying you know, three months, six months, a year. Because my instant response to somebody saying, well, then why didn't they go on that dance? Is, well, they, they're fighting a war. So that's, they never had a chance. And, 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 and that's really weird because, like, I... I remember at least one scene in that montage, but I didn't think about it as a montage and how it all connected. So that's just not that's not something that I would fixate on as as a as a watcher. So it's just that's that juxtaposition is just interesting. Yeah, I I have an I have an issue with the montage, but I don't really care about the love the romance part much at all. <laughs> I, I'm not like it at all, but like I don't really I have more of an issue of. With the montage of we don't like I don't it, 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 it's 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 almost a tell don't show moment for me where they could have that that almost should have been like well act two is, like like act two should have almost been here's a couple specific instances of him doing like specific missions where specific things no, happen. See, I don't I don't agree with that because for a filmmaker, the main rule is show don't tell. So you want, so in something like that, there's more important story to get to. You just show, okay, there's a montage. Okay, he did some missions. Cool. Now let's get on to the rest of the story. Well, no, no, no. What, what, what I, well, no, like, I, that's, what I'm saying is that I feel like the montage is a tell-don't-show. Um, but, and that, I, I mean, that just, I would have rather have seen, um, maybe I, I just would rather have seen more specific developments like, feel more of oh he's really kind of been at war for a while we've seen these but specific you things you wouldn't get that out of two fully developed missions you get that out of six or seven scenes of small clips of missions I, kind of I mean you because six or seven scenes of different missions says I've done a bunch of missions two I don't know fleshed out the scenes opening, of missions is I don't know okay he's been on two missions the, the opening scene is saving Private Ryan at Normandy like, I could see a character be, getting hit harder by that one scene than six months of them walking around in, like, France but after that's that, a not doing it. completely different kind of war movie. That's about a private. We're talking about a captain that is a superhero that has but, done a lot. But a lot of the montages are those types of moments of he's in it's, combat. It's, or... it's, it's really searing, that, that scene. Um... I'm not sure that would work. What I I think might work is you could make a a few very specific choices in one uh, few-minute-long retrospective scene without much dialogue, with the way that he moves, maybe some pictures on the wall. Yeah, That would show time has passed. There are other ways to do it. Yes, okay. That, yes. I'll allow you that. No, okay. Yeah, that... Yeah, I I, li- I kind of like that framing. Yeah, but um, and so in in, in an attempt to sorry start, yeah. start to segue Tintin, this back to yeah. Cap Two, um, Tintin. um, the Tintin. way in in light of everything that comes at the in light of the rest of Cap's arc, the way that I think of 
start to think of Cap 1 as I go along is almost, is half as a dream sequence. Not literally. It okay. did happen. But oh. it is, it is well, such, it, it's almost, part of it is that it's this narrative that he tells himself during the movie and almost in retrospective from the from the following movie. This is so right. So this is Cap. Oh, you're I'm still talking. I'm, I'm talking about Cap One for now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So everything that happens is in light of that very, rather picturesque version of a Captain America's life in in okay. in that 40s setting, in the setting where he belongs, and then it exists there to be set against. Everything else, as as a just just an an idyllic sequence to be uh, set up against everything that happens after that. That yes, no that that makes sense. All right, I'm okay. I I at least my part of a lot of the cab one stuff. I, I I'm tabling a lot of further comments because I'm probably going to be. I, I'm probably going to be rewatching the trilogy, and that's probably going to... Cap is a character... I don't know, this, this might be an essay I write for Aqualite for the podcast at some point. This... this I, cause I, yeah. I would have been disappointed if this hadn't resulted in, in, yeah. in some place changes during the conversation, because that's what they're for. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, because um, I, I enjoy... Yeah, but... Anyways. Yeah. And and then as far as Cap two, I I, I I keep saying over and over that it's just a really well put together movie, really well paced movie. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned the yes. action set pieces, the yes. high the highway scene, um, the elevator scene. Oh, uh, the elevator scene. Okay, the elevator scene is probably the most referenced scene in the movie. We didn't even talk about it because it doesn't need to be talked. <laughs> like, right, yeah, like because it's like it's like, like even like I just like the beginning to that fight. Oh yeah, does anybody want to get? Yeah, like that, that. I think that that's one of the most. I think that's. Probably one of the most line, quoted lines I've heard in the MCU in terms of just like random on like YouTube videos or things Honestly, that I've heard of like. If I was in that elevator, if he asked, I'd be like, "Yes, you know what? Actually, yes." <laughs> I'd be um, like, uh, yeah. I know that it was a border from top down, but uh, I know how you do, and I don't want everything broken. What, so I'm gonna, like, can hold, I just go? Hold on, uh, I, I, I can't. Uh, oh, there's a restroom on this floor. Thank you. Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just? Did you just? Dude, what are you doing? I just need. Let me just step on out here. We're supposed to get out of them together. Shoot, I, I forgot I like my taser. My uh, who's together now? Uh, got my no, taser. He, I, yeah, it, and and it's it's funny because that line is 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 a really intimidating line, but the plain text reading of it is also concern. Yeah, <laughs> of like least. I don't I don't want you to get hurt because that's cap, right, but right. it turns out intimidating. Right, it's and that's really cool. Yeah, well, I, it's really both. Is and you know, does anybody want to get off? He's like. I'm gonna hurt you, and this is your fault. If you don't, if you don't get off this elevator now to avoid being hurt, I can't be held responsible for what I do to you. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I I also really liked um, Steve and Natasha's back and forth. Yeah, it was a so really good. the whole movie. It was a great. Yeah. Uh, it was a great showcase of friendship. Yes, it was a great putting mm-hmm. them against each other. This. Um, the development of their friendship too, and it's like the yes, one, it, it continues on, it's like especially the one, in Endgame too. It's the one male female pairing where there isn't a pseudo forced moment. 
not not further, where she isn't basically played for any either sexual or romantic angle. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not the, the only one, but it's, it's the main significant one. Uh, and, and, and I think it... I think almost, I mean, unless you count, like, other types of familial relationships. If you're just talking about friendships, I can't think of another one. Yeah, I... Um, yeah. No, that's... The only one where they try to have a romantic relationship is, is Banner. Yeah. There's not one between her and Hawkeye. I mean, it, it's very... I mean, yeah, with Black, because there's also... Uh, uh, Wanda and, and Vision. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're talking specifically. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. No, yeah, I, yeah. I meant specifically with Black Widow. I meant on the on yeah. the whole. Yeah. No. No. I didn't mean on the whole. I, yeah. I meant specifically with Black yeah. Widow. Black mm-hmm. Widow. There's only there's only one where there's a romantic tension. I mean, I'd say yeah. I'd say like for the sake like if if people watch, if you watch the first Avengers movie, people are going to assume her and Hawkeye had a thing at some point. And probably they and did maybe at they some did. point. Yeah. Right. Especially you know. They're on missions together and stuff right. like that. Right, yeah, I'm not... But, yeah. but, but it's grown past that. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah that's not shown true. in the films at all. Yeah, that's true. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just saying that's my favorite, like, probably relationship of hers, period, like, in the movies. Well, it, it's Cap her, it's her, uh, uh, Cap. Her and Cap and Winter Soldier. <laughs> and just how, how, like, just it feels like, okay, I... I yeah, I just like how this relationship... Uh, is works for both of their characters. I like hers with... Hawkeyes, really in general, um, but also, I like but also I really appreciate it and like it in uh, Civil War. Or no, sorry, not Civil War, Age of Ultron. Um, because then they go up to the farmhouse and she, you see her with the family and how they're That's all true. Yes, okay, yes, that is yes, that is true. One one of the highlights of yeah, Age of Ultron. All the because the, a lot of the highlights of Age of Ultron are the quieter moments, but <laughs> yeah, um, um, we we. I think I've listened to our list so far. We all agree that that's the weak, weakest event. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, that's all, yeah. it's all. Yeah, I think that's you know, low and, and by a good margin. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's it's like put it in perspective. For me, it is in my um, is number seventeen for Age of Ultron. The rest of them are in my top seven. Yeah, for me, it's like fourteen, and the rest are in the top five. For me, it's eleven, and the rest of them are in the top five. So it's right at the bottom yeah, of the first, the, the top half. So either way, it's, it's... and that's really because of Scarlet Witch. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, okay. that that does elevate yep. it a that's little, fair. a little above. Uh, and I will say that another one of the highlight things on that is is the in Ultron. In Ultron is the uh, play of Hawkeye and Quicksilver. I wish Quicksilver was... Quicksilver. Or do you mean Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch? Scarlet no, Witch? No. Well, Hawkeye and the Twins. Oh, no. you mean like near the... At, upon his death? When yeah. They... Well, it's the... You didn't see that... It, the, the, you didn't see that coming. Comes oh! Up. It's like... It's the oh, the, that, the development your, of that. that yeah, that's it's the first version of On Your Life. Right. That, that's fine. I, I don't know. I don't care about Quicksilver in general. <laughs> well, Quicksilver <laughs> should have been done. Better. Yeah, and no, I don't really care about his death. Neither there. But... Well, it's more of like... His death is not supposed to make you feel emo- emotional for him. It's for Wanda, right? Um, and and uh, it it probably should have come up at least once in subsequent either Civil War, Infinity War, and Game Four. Wanda Civil just, War in particular, probably yeah, just, a little just, more than just a, a yeah yeah because oh, it had yeah Civil so War like, would have been a good opportunity because Infinity, Infinity War is what Infinity War. Quicksilver's death. Yeah, when did that come up? When did it come up? Infinity War doesn't isn't that 
Oh, no, she's talking about. Never mind, sorry. Because in Infinity War, you also narratively, you kind of want the, her I'm thinking, focus for some reason, I thought it quick, Vision by that point. Yeah, no, I, I don't know why right. I said Quicksilver. It, it, it is Vision, and it's in um, Endgame. Okay. Oh, okay. Focus switch to Vision. Uh, I'm going to throw a microphone uh, at you. What's your number two? Yeah. Number two is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, surprise! I mean, not only, not only. Again, yes, it's a Spider-Man movie. It's a good sequel, Spider-Man movie. Um, I really enjoyed kind of taking him out of his element because you know his element and in ninety-five percent of his stories and all that, he is in New York City, so he's out of his element. Was you put him in the desert. What was in Philadelphia. Can't swing in the desert. Same big city. So he's in. He's you know he goes to. He goes to swing when he's in the Vatican. When he's in. uh, uh, Why can't I think of the name? Not the Vatican. What's the name of the dang city? They go. I forget which one they go to in Italy. I know they go to where the gondolas are. Why can't I think Venice? Venice. Venice, Yeah, they're Venice. And um, you know he goes to swing and he's like, wait, there aren't that many tall buildings around here. What crap? Or he like he doesn't. Because in Europe, yeah, he doesn't (laughs) have a suit, so he's like, I need to put on this jester mask. Whereas, you know, in New York, he always Wait, has a does, suit on him. does the one fight happen in Venice? Is that one? Which, the water, one of the uh, elemental uh, fights? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the water. Water one is Venice. Because is that, is that where he... Is, is he like the night... Um... Night Monkey is the lava one. I forget where they are for that okay. one. Okay, oh, never mind then. Okay. Um, I forget, yeah. But anyway, you know, it's a... It's a really interesting play throughout that movie. Uh, first of all, again, it's a well-done movie. A lot of people hate on it. I loved it. Obviously, it's fun too. It's a lot of fun. Sorry, Um, it's well written. There are people that complain that Tom Holland Spider Man is a little whiny, and I'm like, go read whiny. I don't think he's whiny. He's a teenager. Yeah, and go read Ultimate Spider Man because that's the the Ultimate Spider Man is the teenager, like sixteen, seventeen year old Spider Man, and he's whiny. Or he's not whiny. He's a teenager. He's angsty. I don't. I don't Um, understand what they mean. And I don't think he's poorly written at all. He gets more quips in that movie. He had some in, in... He had a good amount of homecoming, but he gets more far from home. And there are, again, people are like, why is he always joking? He's like, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man is always joking when he's fighting because he's a teenager and he where, doesn't where give the, a crap. Where, well, where... Which Spider-Man movie is it? Or... Which... Oh, no, maybe it's one of the common scenes I've seen where he basically says, I joke all the time when I'm in the suit to cover up my fear." Where is it's not the movie. It's not the movie. I haven't been in the comics. I've seen like I saw some image. Some it's a coping mechanism, and it's also um he's a teenager. So yeah, he's like he's a teenager with superpowers. So yeah, he's gonna there's gonna be times where okay, part of it's coping with the fear, but also he's exhilarated too. Yeah, yeah. He's He's like, oh, this is because it's it's, it's, swinging around would be fun. Exactly. (laughs) Um. So again. it's that it's a I thought it was a great portrayal of the character and one of my absolute they're two of my favorite moments in that movie. Okay. One is um is where he's making his suit and using Tony's technology to make his suit. Is that on the plane? Yes. Okay. And it shows his intelligence, which was hinted at in Homecoming. Wait. Um Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Um, it shows his intelligence because when, you know, again, in, in, in Homecoming and 
when Tony finds him, he's wearing a sweatsuit. And Tony makes a suit. And a lot of people are like, well, that kind of takes the point out. Like, he's supposed to make his own gadgets. This and the other is like... But he still made his web shooters, and he made the fluid for his web shooters himself. He's kind of... Are, are you talking about near the... Uh, his, at his lowest point in the movie? No, I mean... It, it, I mean, that's when he brings the, the sweatsuit back out and his web shooters back out. But when Tony finds him in Civil War, that's what he's been using to fight oh, crime in, yeah, in New York. Yeah, and Tony stuff, gives him... Yeah. Tony... Tony gives him the suit and new web shooters, but the web shooters are just a... Think think Iron Man 1 when he takes the design for his original suit in the hologram, the one that he made when he's in the Create Cave, and shrinks it down to something more compact, mm-hmm. we'll say. He does the same thing to, 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 to Peter's um, web shooters. Hmm. He takes Peter's design and just makes it slimmer. He's not taking anything from Peter's intelligence. He just took, oh, there's this thing. Here, let me make it a little better for you. It's still your design. It's still your implementation. But I have the technology. I have the resources. I have the ability to make a smaller version for right. you. Because if you look at the pictures of the web shooters that Peter built, they're like huge gauntlets on his wrists. Um, and then also he's able to design a different suit for him. And, okay, sure, the suit has an AI, but look at Peter's situation. Peter isn't going to be able to afford to make right. an AI. He's not going to be able to build it. Look at the computer he has in his room. It's it's a computer from, like, the 90s. He's not going to be able to build an AI on that thing. He's not going to be able to do any of that. All, all Tony does is enhance what Peter has already done. Like, the suit that he gives Peter. It makes sense in the context of this world... That that suit is the way that it is. That okay, Peter's initial suit is knee is is high blue socks, a red, pair of red sweatpants, a red um, zip up hoodie, and a mask with some uh, goggles that somehow he made the lenses move. Right. So, but all Tony does is take that design and make it better. Like he said in Age of Ultron. I'm just one who has all the money and makes everybody look cool. Uh, That's literally yeah. what he did for Peter. Yeah. A lot of what Peter has is still Peter's background. Tony just adds yeah. some more stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, and so people have said like that kind of removes from the character, and I, I don't agree with that. I think it's just Tony's helping no, Peter by being his mentor. No, I don't think it the... And in, in Far From Home, what's really cool is, and, and Happy even kind of says it, or, or not says it, but insinuates it, he's watching Peter... In the holograms, rebuilding his suit to a new suit, right? He's building the the red and black suit, and I think I forget. I have to go back and watch it, but I think Peter looks at me. He's like, "What?" And Happy just goes, "Nothing." I think either either Happy says nothing, and you can tell him the look in his face. It's like a you're just like you're just like Tony, or it's or he says that. Or he says something like he would have been proud of you, or so I forget what the entire like lines of the scene, but I, it's a really cool moment of Peter showing his intelligence that he's able to redesign his suit based on the needs that he has right then. Because the thing is, I think that some common fans don't realize or, or remember is Peter has probably about as many different suits as Iron Man does. Maybe not as many. Well, in the PS4 game, there's a lot of suits. Well, yeah. But it's the same <laughs> yeah, thing. It's like, there's I, a lot of suits that all have... Just, the game, but just yeah. like with Tony, yeah. Tony might have tons of different suits. He doesn't wear them all the time. He has specific ones for specific missions. So with Spidey, he has an Electro-proof suit for when he's fighting no, Electro. Sure, that makes stuff sense. like that. So, it, it shows kind of like a, a potential bridge for maybe in the next movie... He's making more suits. Right. And stuff like that. 
the difference is his can be kind of packed away a lot neater than Tony's can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, some, of the, some of the suitcase suit. From right, right. Well, too, but, no, his new nanotech suit is the well, or a guy, yeah, but, the yeah. disc. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, it, it's a really cool moment showing Peter's intelligence. And then also um, towards the end where he's fighting Mysterio and he's um, starting to rely more on his spidey sense. It seems like up until that scene, he's fighting it. He doesn't know how to use it, mm-hmm. and then he's he's like, "I know I need to trust this now. Like yeah. I need to, like, it's an ability I have. And the only way I'm going to be able to learn to use it is to trust it, and it works." Oh, do you mean his pa- Peter Tangle? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I really hope they start calling it Spidey Sense. No, but, but no, but I, it's a great scene, and I think. While most people did see it coming, the quote-unquote twist that Mysterio was actually a villain the whole time oh. is a good little play on the character. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a twist per se, it's a nice play on the character. Yeah, Everybody going play. in was like, wait, what? Mysterio's not a villain? And I like the, like, it's not any kind of like a slow realization, it's this instant, alright, we got it! And you're like, wait, what What'd you get? <laughs> and then the holograms go down and you see everybody there and you're like, oh. They're all in a, yeah. And... And I like how they kind of call back to older Iron Man movies. Um, and I know people are like, are kind of tired of the fact that Iron Man's villains, or that, Spidey's villains have been... That, that is one of my things with For Him Home, is it feels somewhat like an Iron Man villain that Spider-Man inherits. It's still shaking him off. I think that that's... Yeah, I think that's, that'll, that'll be the end. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. And, and, yeah. and that's what people like. Well, Vulture was a, you know... No, thwarted by well, he was thwarted by Iron Man. Remember? Oh, like he was trying to clean. He was a cleanup crew, and it was um, Tony Stark. It was Stark Industries that took over the cleanup. Yeah, and, that's true. And then all the tech, a lot of the, not all of it, but a lot of the tech they stole was Tony's. Um, but it's still an Iron. It's I keep saying Iron Man. It's still a Spider Man villain, and he's he might come back, and he is now purely a Spider Man villain. Um, Mysterio is gone, and that set up a really cool story arc for the next movie, which we'll see how they do it, because um, there's a story arc in the comics called Identity Crisis, where basically exactly what just happened at the end of Far From Home is what happened. Um, it's not Mysterio per se, I don't remember who it is, but Spider-Man is framed for murder, and at the same time as him being framed for murder, I think... His identity as Peter Parker is revealed. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It might just be that Spider-Man is framed for murder, so Peter can't go out as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he has to change his identity. So I think what's going to happen is a slight... If it is that, there's going to be a slight tweak going into Spider-Man 3, where Peter has to lay low, and also if he wants to fight crime, he has to do it as... What do you swear on 3? This. Like, I'm gonna backhand you. Already a Spider-Man. I'm going three. to backhand you. I no, but, but legit, when you say Spider-Man three, I do get I confused. <laughs> well, we don't have a subtitle for you, otherwise right. I call it by its subtitle. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, he has four Homeward costumes. bound. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely far from home. Um, but he, it's oh really it, it's interesting because he has to do, fight crime as other as other <laughs> characters. Um, so he creates four personas um, Ricochet which he has like these basically they're basically boomerangs but they're discs that he can throw okay. and they come back to him and I think he can control them there's okay. Dusk who's an all black suit he's got like gliders kind of like the wing webs okay. um, I forget what his ability is and there's two more that I can't think of off the top of my head um, but I think what would be interesting especially if they are planning on bringing in the black suit and bringing in 
Venom to the right. MCU yeah. is if they. I think Dusk is, is it might be his longest running alter, alternate uh-huh. costume. I might be wrong about that, but to replace Dusk with the black suit mm-hmm. um, to be able to bring Venom into the MCU. Now, how they're going to do that, I'm not sure because he's bonded with Eddie and, and all that already. Um, but there are some different storylines. I, I remember one in particular where Eddie does get Venom first before Spidey. Then Spidey gets him, which somehow causes carnage or something. And then Venom like reabsorbs. It, I can't remember the exact yeah. specifics of it, but there's something along the lines of basically Eddie has Venom first. Through some occurrences with Carnage and some other stuff, he then gets the powers from Spider-Man. That's when he actually gets the white spider on his chest and starts having like the ability to shoot webs and stuff. Um, so, with the with Venom two being let there be Carnage or there will be Carnage, whatever it's called, and with Venom being brought into MCU, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that they go with. Um, I think that they've confirmed that Venom's being brought into the MCU, but I cannot remember. Um, and we can be sure that uh, this. Next Spider-Man three will be among among your top when the time comes. Yeah, the, most likely. And the, uh, the fact of the matter is, it's going to be that because they've already established a Venom. If Venom is being brought into MCU, uh, Spider-Man three most likely than not will will not mess up Venom. Right. Um, and a lot of people oh. said that the Venom movie was meh. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good portrayal of Venom. I think a lot of people didn't know the storyline that. Eddie can get Venom before Spidey, and a lot of people are like, "Wait, how does he? How does this work?" And it does. Um, but yeah, it, there are a lot of great moments in Far From Home, and then was, what, on top of that is you know the big reveal at the end where um, J. Jonah Jameson is still played by. Uh, oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, that was a JJ Simmons. Um, <laughs> great moment and. It was it was a great moment. It it lends to the multiverse theory of MCU, which we already know is a multiverse because of other things. Sure, but a lot of multiverse things is like the do, you know doppelgangers, same people that look the same. Um, and then one of the interesting things, and then I'll I'll pass it over. Um, kind of speaking of, is it Venom? And we can talk more about this later. Um, but is Venom? If Venom is coming into the MCU, is the Morbius trailer? Hmm. Um, so if you want to put that down, we can talk about that later. Because um, there's a couple interesting things that mm-hmm. happen in that trailer. If you guys haven't seen it yet, we can talk about it and then we can watch it after this. Um, it is a... It's towards the... First of all, it's a good trailer. Jared Leto looks great as Morbius. Um, there's a couple things that they change. It seems like he does drink blood. He's not supposed to be a blood drinker. He's supposed to be an energy vampire. Okay. But towards the end of the trailer, there's a couple things that happen... That make you question where does this movie fall within Spidey? Interesting. Uh, I, I do want to say on I really enjoy Far From Home. I like Homecoming more because well the biggest thing is my probably one of my favorite Spider-Man scenes ever is the scene with him and Vulture um Vulture in the car. And there's nothing in the Far tension of that scene is that. fantastic. Uh, um, the, I, I also enjoy I, I enjoy the high school dynamic in Homecoming more than I enjoy in Far From Home. And I can see that. The other the other thing that, that puts Far From Home above Homecoming for me is the fact that it, it's an interesting look into Peter grieving. Oh, because yeah. Because of the right. fact that we don't have an Uncle Ben 
right. thing. We Tony. never we don't see that before. Yeah, Tony. So it's interesting to see he's lost Tony, but everywhere he like he said in the movie, everywhere he goes he sees his face. And there's that scene where he's sitting next to the mural. And it's just an interesting it shows him grieving but also moving forward. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Alright. So my number two is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Kind of getting a little back. Uh, I'm not. There isn't a whole lot extra I have to say that we haven't already said about the movie. It's just amazing. It's obviously. I mean, I. The one thing I'll say is that it's like my top two. These are the movies throughout all my top two. But yeah, this one I'm engaged the entire time. Uh, like, there's not a single part of the movie where I'm like, oh. Uh, uh, or like Matt, or like don't like really at all. Um, the the one thing about the action I will say is that every single action scene is different than all of the others. None of the action scenes feel the same. Uh, the only thing uh, like the Lemurian star scene is very different from the Nick Fury car chase scene, which is also very interesting because half of the Nick Fury car chase scene is him stationary, where it's not a chase. <laughs> It's just him yeah, It's new, car. but it works. Right, yeah, it's new, and it works. And also, the scene is great, and then kind of that's the first time you see Bucky, or the Winter Soldier, I should say. Um, it's very different than this. Spoilers? But, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but, um, yeah, the uh, and that is very different from the, um, the elevator scene, which is, like, very confined, which is super different from the highway scene, which is just this open thing, which is... Very different from the climax, which admittedly feels a lot like it's fun. I actually think it's the weakest, funnily enough, the weakest action scene in the movie because it feels a lot. It's still fun to watch, but it feels a lot like. I mean, it feels a lot like the like other final battle sequences we've already seen in the MCU. Uh, even though there's no no sky portal, <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah, but, but like, there's yeah, always a sky portal. There's always something, something I just watched recently. There was a sky portal. <laughs> there's a uh, guy portal? A guy portal. Okay, yes. I don't even know what that would be. But... I, I don't know what that would be, but, um, yeah, so, but yeah, but like, movies just fantastic. I mean, the, again, for me, the, the ultimate crux, like I said before, is putting it, like, Cav on paper is not a character I would typically be drawn to, but he's a black and white character put in a very morally gray situation. Or at least a situation where his worldview is completely upended. So anyways, uh, John, we're number two. My number two is Avengers Infinity War. Hmm. And that is pretty much the end of the mystery here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's, there's a secret movie coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Turns out John's number one is actually Black Widow. How he saw it already. Um, <laughs> that's what we have to find out. And my number one is X3. Now let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Um, so we... Our, our number ones are... It's either Infinity War or Endgame. Yes. Um, so we can talk about these last couple Avengers games in yes. earnest, I think. Yeah, alright. Well, so we can just go around real quick. Did I say Avengers games? 
Avengers, yeah, the Avengers just, game is coming no, out no, soon. No, I'm no, really excited no. for it. They're Avenger, they're Avengers War Games. I'm gonna backhand you. But um, well, all right. So let's just go around and just say what's for just for the sake of the ranking, what our number one is because it's all the same movie. So we'll talk. Well, not the same movie, but like, like so. Josh, what's your number one? Endgame. All right, and then my number one is Infinity War. Is that Avengers Infinity War? And then John, your number one. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, uh, well, yeah. All right. So, how do we want to? How do we want to do this? Uh, I'll, I'll. We'll keep going the order we've been going in. Well, kind of speak order, off. Yeah, well, the order, order doesn't now, matter. Yeah. But like, I'll. I guess I'll kick it off yeah. based on the order we've been doing. Um, for me, Avengers four, Avengers Endgame. Infinity um, War Part Two, <laughs> which I think was the actually the original title. Yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah, but Endgame is more fun. Um, yes, it's just. It's you want to talk about a good climax. That movie that it is the end of ten years, eleven years I think technically at that point. Eleven years. Eleven yeah, years of filmmaking, yeah. of build up, of story building, of world building into one epic final battle. And I think you know to steal some words from Johnny. Journey Before Destination, um, and, and I mix it. Destination. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Journey Before Destination. Yes, Endgame is the destination of all the movies. Yes, but it's one of those things. Like, okay, the reason why Endgame happens is because we know that the heroes are going to come back and fix most of everything. Maybe not everything, but they're going to fix what they can. How we get to that yes. is what's important. Right. And it's actually yeah. funny because they came out with some merchandise that said part of the journey is the destination. Um, Interesting. Huh. And yeah, but but you have this huge buildup to this fantastic movie, and I thought the writing when it was done very well. You get each of the original Avenger characters gets a good amount of screen time. Yes, except for the ones that pass. Um, rest in peace, Black Widow. Before she goes, she gets. Yeah, she yes. Um, Hulk gets a good amount. I think there's still speculation there will be more Hulk coming out of other movies. Um, he's not done. But, well, yeah, him and Thor, they are like, well, obviously there's a new Thor. Or, or well, Thor, movie. they're going to be trading it off, so yeah. we'll see some. But there was some. Thor had one of the best story arcs I've seen in a movie. Um, in that movie. Come, and it was a quick one, but it was this, the whole. We've, and we've talked about it, like, and there's memes been that been about it. It's like your depression does not make you any less worthy. Yes, he's in this depression because he failed to stop Thanos. Yes, and he puts it all on him that he could not stop Thanos. And the way the the reason why things are the way they are now is his fault. Right. And finally, he gets up to to make amends to that, so to speak, and has that really great conversation with his mother. And then this, the moment of him reaching out for, for me on air and it coming still. Yes. Is just, and this realization on his face of, I'm, and he says that I'm still worthy. Right. That, a great, that, is a, that is a great scene. It's a great scene. That's a great little arc for him throughout the film. I think it's also, it, it, and it's a great message just for people that just because you're depressed, just because something is bringing you down doesn't make you any less worthy for whatever you're, you're searching for. Yes. Um, Cap has a nice arc in there too. Cap has a great arc in that movie. He gets 
he gets his one regret, his one missed chance at life, and gets to go back and have his life with Peggy. Yes, although yes. I, the, the, the asterisk I'll put with Cap is that Cap is a little more of the arc from movie one through the end of Endgame. His is a little more capstone than Thor's. Thor's well, no, little... I'm not saying anybody's a capstone or not. I'm just right. saying that the arcs that are given to each character are well thought out. Oh, yes, developed. yes. Iron Man, obviously. You know, yeah. And it, it, uh, yeah, what's it cool about Iron Man's, I think they do the same thing with Cap at some they, point. They both get to have their cake and eat it too. Well, and not, not even that. It's, yeah. it's back to the first Avengers. Where they're having their argument. Oh, yes. And Cap goes, mm-hmm. um, you're not the, you're not the guy to make the, the... Sacrifice play. Yeah. The sacrifice play. Right. And Iron Man comes back, it's like everything special about you came out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. And we know that neither of those things are true, especially now that right. Cap, the doctor worthy said... Worthy of Mjolnir, yeah. Cap is worthy of Mjolnir. But also, going back to Cap one, again, I said this earlier... They were looking for a good man, not a good soldier. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The grenades, it goes, the, the, that's why the grenade the grenade scene. Exactly. That's why I still that, go back to the grenade scene for that. But also, but the grenade scene is the reason also why the doctor chooses him. Um, yes. And, and then Cap, obviously, I mean, Iron Man shows, actually in every Avengers movie, except, I think except Infinity War. Yeah, except, although, no, yeah, no. Except, in every Avengers movie, he is willing to make a sacrifice. Yes. In Avengers One, he throws that he knows that there's a good chance he's not making it back to that portal. Yeah, it, it's especially because the, le- the suit dies out. Yeah, it, it's the least impactful on Ultron because it, more, but less to do with him and more to do with the movie. Whereas Infinity War, well, yes, War, but he's still. That's not the point yeah. I'm making. The point I'm making is right. that he does it in every Avengers movie. Yes, he's at the bottom of um, Sokovia. Yes, trying why? to push it up by himself, and he, there's no way he's doing that. But the oh, suit's playing so much strain. He, he went straight at Ultron himself, too. Well, there's that, too. No, I, I was thinking of this. But bo- yeah. both of them, he's willing to do what he needs to do to stop what's going on. Mm-hmm. And three, he's fighting Thanos. And there's no way... Thanos, at that point, has three stones, I think. No, Thanos four. has Thanos, Thanos has four. five. He has everything but the Mind Stone. No, he doesn't have... Does he have time? No, he doesn't have time yet. Is five to, it's five total, isn't it? It's six, six total. Six. So does he have five? Yeah, he has five at that point. No, he's no, he's fighting. He has four because uh, Strange he, hasn't given him. Right. Yeah. Strange gives him. Are, time. You, are we still talking about Cap? No, 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 no. I, we're Tony. talking about Tony. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Tony. Tony. Um. Yeah. Right. Because because once he has the time zone, he leaves. Right. Right. So Tony is like, no, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to keep you from this. And then he's about to die. He's been stabbed. He's about to die. And Strange is like, no, wait, I'll give you it. So in every Avengers movie, he makes the sacrifice play. Yeah, and there's a there's a, something to say about that in regards to the, the statement Cap makes. But obviously, in Avengers movie, in Avengers movie, in Endgame, he makes the sacrifice like the full yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, actually, yes, makes the sacrifice yeah, as yeah, opposed I, to yes, I, and just being willing to right. Yes, yeah, and so exactly that comes. You know, both of them get their full play there because Cap gets Mjolnir showing him that you know Mjolnir wouldn't go to somebody that everything special about them came out of a bottle. But which mm-hmm. even even though he was already like worthy like it, it, it's it's that it's still that narrative visual representation. Right, right. And 
Tony makes his sacrifice play. Banner gets to have the best of both worlds because he's got this maybe not the full strength of Hulk, but he gets the strength of Hulk with still being able to be mm-hmm. yes. in control and uh, intelligent. I, I will say that is one of my things with Endgame is I, I would have liked to have seen something of how you get Same. Strong. I was looking how, forward to these I think they I saw something that that they had written it, but then they couldn't do it or something. I don't remember. Uh, I agree. I would have liked to. Yes. I remember seeing something somewhere about why it was not filmed or something. Um, and then Hawkeye gets his family back. Right. And Hawkeye finally feels like he is done. He can hang up his bow. Yeah. Like, it's retirement for real this time. Yes. <laughs> um, so all the main, you know, Avengers... Well, until the next time Marvel <laughs> get Get their... Get a great final ending. And the... There are some awesome moments. Again, some great little humor moments, like um, Cap fighting himself. Like, there's a couple just within that. You know, I can do this all day. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, yes, not America's, that, yeah, America's, America's ass. ass yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, in fact, I saw somebody dress up. Um, I saw a picture of somebody that was dressed up in, in like a flag suit but wearing a donkey mask. Oh, that's funny. That, <laughs> um, that, that's, that's funny. So it's just, you know, they, again, they slip that humor in there. Or like Hulk walking through the street. Ah. 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 Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, and some of the humor doesn't quite hit for me, but like, yes. It's so, but they do a good job yeah. just slipping it in there. Yeah. Or like the epicness of this. Like, you have those back to back with some just epic scenes like when Cap is holding his shield and Mjolnir at the same time and Thor is just I knew it and well that's one of the one of the just well, the whole ending is ever just, since Ultron where he saw him almost yeah and almost that's also the Thor because in Ultron he's kind of scared because he's Thor's insecure at the moment being like no one's supposed to be as strong as I am and I mean, maybe Vision he writes it off as oh well I don't know he's a weird Android cybrid thing. I'm like I'm like one of his three fathers. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like, where, but also you can go back to <laughs> was it in where was it where uh, Cap and Tony are talking. I was like uh, the hammer's in a elevator and the elevator goes up. It's carrying it. Oh, it's at the beginning. Yeah. It's at the end of Ultron. Okay. Yeah. So and I think that's why they're discussing it because Vision picked it up mm-hmm. because Vision's a machine technically. Yeah. I so think, yeah, he can pick it up because. Right. Or elevator's not worthy. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> or I mean, the other counter to that is he is essentially a newborn at that point, so he has nothing that would make him worthy or not. And the default might be in a blank slate is worthy. Kind of the idea. Of, I don't know. I, I'm I'm inclined to think. I, I, I'm inclined to argue against the blank slate is worthy. Def, defaults to worthy. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But that would, yeah. what I'm saying though is, with that is blank slate is worthy. Well, an elevator is a blank slate, so elevator would go up. I.e., vision can carry it. Anyway, but um, you know, the Thor, and then one of my favorite things too is with the the costume design in that film, specifically around the big three. Um, I probably like. Thor is the best. Well, my point being is that they're all throwbacks to the original comic designs. Hmm. Cap has the scales on his armor. Thor has the long beard and the long hair that the beard gets braided. So he's got the more throwback, like, classic Thor look. Mm -hmm. Iron Man's has the, you know, the thicker kind of looking boots, but the color scheme is more in line with those 
the right. original like '60s comic look. And I love that they did that. It's a nice throwback, a nice little visual detail. Right. It wouldn't. It would have worked not as well if they'd just gotten with 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 everything. But but we're talking about the suits here. If they'd just gotten darker and darker and darker. Right. Yeah. It, and yeah. they just all. They're all just wearing black and looking morose and facing mm. Thanos and 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 defeating him with their brood with their brooding. So, DCE you, yeah. but um, but uh, but, but the, well, all that to say it that and then my final point with that aside from just the, the storytelling, the way that things worked out, and that is the music. The music, well, the entire soundtrack is so fantastic. I got specifically Portals. Yeah. Portals is a fantastic song and every time I listen to it I get chills. I can think of exactly what's happening at every moment of that song and it also happens during one of my favorite moments of the film which is the Avengers Assemble. Yeah, it, that, it, that is my favorite moment that, in the movie. There's, there's it, no, that's my favorite moment. That's, that, it, it's funny you. because there's a couple things in that movie that are payoffs of things that were set up in Ultron. Like yeah. him picking up Mjolnir. Um, right. And Avengers Assemble because of the tease at the end of Ultron. Yes. And so we've been waiting yeah. since Ultron for him to say Avengers Assemble. Right. Um, so yeah. But but I th- I think that entire soundtrack is fantastic. I, I've listened to it I, all the I, way I will, several I will times. push back a little bit in that Portals is just amazing and I love it. A lot of the other stuff kind of sounds a little generic superhero movie type, which isn't. Oh, in that. Endgame, you mean? Yeah, yeah, with Endgame, like just the soundtrack as a whole, which is not everything like a, before Portals. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, like I don't like Portal. Yeah, like Portals is the main one where it's just it's an amazing track. A lot of it just because of the track and the setup and the moment's amazing, but a lot of the other soundtrack I'm kind of. Uh, I would kind of agree. I, I, I like the entire soundtrack. It's a well done soundtrack, but really, the the hard hitting songs are Portals and later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so which would be the, Portals, the real hero. The, yeah, the real heroes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also kind of going back to, to Infinity War's soundtrack too. The Forge is a. Great right. song too, but it was it was the perfect um, advancement. Yes, the perfect en- or, or enhancement yeah. on Forge. It's it's just such a well put together song. You, so with for Portals, you have that slow be- beginning that's just a high note and just some dr- and some yeah. drums, and, and yeah, then the horn comes in, and then um, you're you're just that's happening as you're starting to get the scope of the hero's return. And then as more heroes come in, like Falcon and then the Guardians and Strange and Spider-Man, then it uh, is just... It, it, it swells in that moment and you're just left with these... You don't recognize this sound. This the, That sound in particular has not come, but it's just very, very well composed. And you're just sitting there in the throes of everything that's... Uh, come uh, in from that point and then uh, once everyone's there uh, you're so I feel like you're so caught up in everyone coming in that you part of you forgets that there's a battle that's about to happen and then once you see them line up you remember and that's exactly when the Avengers sound starts to begin Mm -hmm. and then it just keeps 
going until it almost resolves, and then it repeats. It's like it holds it off a little longer. Everyone goes off, and it's then a, it's a and then and it's, just, it's 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 a whole sequence of teases, and it, you just keep thinking that you can't get more hyped. more hyped. <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes here, and then he, and Cap catches Mjolnir, and then and then it goes assemble. Yeah, and and every time I watch that scene, and every time I listen to that song, I get chills at that moment. It's just like again, this build up of eleven years of. A build-up. Right. No, right, right. It, it, it's, it, it's just so well done, and there are people uh, that were like, "Well, the battle could have been done better." So I'm like, "Why?" Well, what? so how? He, how? Well, okay. So he, here's what I will say on the battle. Admittedly, for me, I am in that camp in this set. Not like that. It's like not in the sense of oh, the cap. The battle could have been better. Because, like, the, the, the battle is exactly what it's supposed to be. I, I don't... It's not... like I, It does sometimes feel a little bit like, oh, there's a lot of CG. Like, I don't feel as invested in the battle itself as a lot of other battle sequences. Uh, which is kind of... A, would be a general... Is a general critique of the MCU that a lot of the battle scenes are CGI filmed things. And I... Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mindless but, army. There's no getting around. Right, yeah. right. Which, and, but, and like, the or, CGI... To respond to that... Like, what did you want them to do? Build actual Iron Man suits and build actual... No, no, no. I, well, like... Because <laughs> if my, that's the case, my, I need them to build me a Spider-Man suit right now. No, like, my... my, <laughs> my, my, my the more point I was going at was that it, it's... It, it, like, that for me, the, the real strength of that ending is the portal sequence leading up to the charge. And you could say the charge itself. When you're in the battle, it's cool, but, like, there aren't... There isn't anything in the battle until you really get to, like, Iron... Like, I am Iron Man... That's like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Because I think the interaction between took everything. Well, there's that from me. There's a Scarlet Witch fighting Thanos. But there's also Peter carrying the gauntlet through because I think that speaks something. That, that's an overlooked thing, actually. That was right. my favorite Captain Marvel. Moment. I'll, I'll give Captain Marvel. That was my favorite yes, moment from her when she says, ex- that "Hi, is Peter excellent. Parker." Well, but again, the, something for well, me? Again, yeah. the, those are but, all specific character moments. And yes, that's what the strength in the but battle. I'm is. saying that those. When those starts, when the battle starts to get better again, because yes, you're okay. seeing those. Yes, because then you also keep cutting back to Thor, Cap, and Iron Man fighting Thanos, um, because that's still happening during the main battle. So, somewhat, I mean, they they, they they kind of that ebbs and flows. It does, but like, you're, just... you're cutting back to that when those character moments starts. It's more of how are they holding back Thanos from getting the stones, and are getting past right. them to get to the stones. But one of the things when I was starting to say, yes, I love the Captain Marvel moment. I think that's awesome. It's fun, and it's it it shows more of her character than the cocky Captain Marvel we got mm-hmm. in. Uh, well, Captain it's Marvel. it's, yeah, it's distinctive. Yeah. Literally, yeah. all I want is for it to be distinctive. Even if I don't look like in the comet in like Civil War two, for instance, mm-hmm. I don't like her, but I can pick her out. Yeah, I would right. rather have that. Whereas like, oh, she's yeah. I was always oh, she looks like. Somewhat like Thor with the flashing Super Saiyan lights. <laughs> uh, uh, but and then, but one of the things that shows with Peter by him having the gauntlet, and I think it's kind of overlooked. People are just like, "Oh, it's a way to use Spider-Man." Um, put him on screen. It's like it shows that Peter has that same kind of selflessness because he could yeah. easily been targeted by yeah um, the Black Order. He's, Black just Order. Do, he's just doing the job, right? Yeah. 
He could easily have been targeted by the Black Order, by Thanos. Yeah. And gotten either killed or destroyed. Now, obviously, there were other Spider-Man movies coming out, so it's like the same thing as with... You don't have to fear... The snap. Yeah. yeah. Snap I guess they're not making any more movies. Right, it's yeah. like they, they well, were going to kill off their billion-dollar Black Panther franchise, the movie, after it started. Right. <laughs> it's it's that same thing. He's not going to get killed there. He's not going to state it at the end of Infinity War. It's just like when they did the trailer for Solo and... They had the the moment with Chewie on the outside of the train, and it was about oh. to hit the boulder. And you're like, "Oh no, what's going to happen to Chewie?" You're not thinking, "Oh no, what's going to happen to Chewie?" Right? It's because like, literally Chewie's like, in literally every movie. Every mm, once so he's in four, five, six at least seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoil it. I was just trying to like if you. I don't know if you're. We've well, already done a spoiler word. Well, for mm-hmm. MCU, not for mm-hmm. Star Wars, but anyways. But yeah, if you haven't seen seven by now, you. Yeah, you don't matter now. It, 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 this is this is what you okay. Chewie is in those movies. That's, also, that's I think, fine. I, also, we'll I'm pretty sure that. he's in at least one of the trailers for Seven. I know he's in the trailers. No, for he is in the trailer for Seven. So there, it wasn't that's a spoiler. Fine. Chewie's in Seven, Eight, Nine. Yeah. Um, Boom. So anyway, he's in. Yeah, he has, he's not in one, two, and three. He is in four through nine. Right. <laughs> so it's you're sitting here watching Solo, like, or at least the trailer for Solo. Right. Like, I have no. Fear or worry or investment yes. in this moment because I know that he survives. Yeah. Um, so it's they do it differently with Spider-Man where you still have an emotional investment in what's going on um, because of the way they set it up. Um, I think if they had done the moment in the movie and not shown it in the trailer, there still would have been some emotional investment. Yeah. Because I think the thing is is that with with MCU, they didn't show you ahead of time who was going to die. Right. With yeah. with the Chewy trailer, it's like, okay, well, they're showing him in, in great peril, but we know that he survives. Sure. Um, but if they had not shown that and we're in the movie, we're like, okay, are they setting up maybe, maybe they're setting up like an alternate set of movies right. where he does die or something like that. So you lose that. But with, again, with Infinity War, you, you suspend the disbelief. Sure. And yeah. I was talking to a friend of ours, and he was like, well, you can't suspend the disbelief that Chewie could die. He's like, it's different. We know that he's in 4 through 9, and, you know, maybe Spidey got, like, maimed or something. Or, you know, maybe, because it's before the snap. Thanos could have killed him, and then in the snap, not only did Tony kill Thanos' army, but brought sure anybody back that, he might have done that. Brought anybody back yeah, died other, in the fight. Yeah, other people, yeah. But, um, and Spidey would have been part of that. But anyway, you know, it shows a selflessness. You just suspend the disbelief of, okay, he can die even. But it shows his selflessness that he's willing to die to get the, the gauntlet away from Thanos. Right, yeah. I think that's a cool character moment that I haven't seen much about. I think it's a it's an overlooked moment. People are I think people look at it as a reason to use Spider-Man. I, yeah, I like it. Like that's somewhat me. I agree with you, but like, but if you think about, it, if you want something to get across, they don't have Quicksilver. If you want something to get across the battlefield fast, Spidey's one of the best people that you could use. Right. Well, the best one they have is probably Captain Marvel. Right, but yeah. she was off. Dude, she right. That's why she's taking it from yes. her. Yes. Right. But in yeah. the beginning, he's like, "I'm going to take this yeah. because he can web slingshot himself across the battlefield. Right. He's also got his spider arms that are helping keep the mooks off of him. So yeah." And he's got, that we found out from Homecoming, he's got instant kill mode. So instant kill mode's looking for all the people that right. arms can attack while he's trying to hold the gauntlet. 
and so in, in this context, it makes a lot of sense for him to be carrying it. Yes. Uh, so again, no, I, I, and, 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 okay, sure, maybe toss it up to Ant Man. He could just hold it in his giant. Well, fist. I, I, no, I, like, I, 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 I like agree with what you're saying. I still, when I watch the battle, I'm more just kind of no, like, I agree. I, I'm more just looking for. Oh, that's a cool thing. Oh, that's a really cool shot of Iron yeah. Man and uh, what's Pepper or Rescue. Rescue. Like that's no, a cool shot. Like it, it's more like. Like and that's not a ter- like the battle does exactly what it's supposed to, but but like the emotional investment for me comes more before the battle and the Iron Man moment. The I, real investment. I agree with the the, 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 bat- I, I, the battle's not supposed to be emotional. I don't think I've ever watched a, a full on like when I'm looking at a group battle like that and been like, oh man, I'm emotional right now. Oh, it's, have you ever it's watched epic. Helms Deep? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but anyway. But for just... me, Helms Deep, when I'm looking at the overall battle of what's happening, when I see a, a, a wide shot of that, I'm not sure. emotional. Sure, that. Oh, I'm emotional when I see well. what you're looking for. Right. Like, oh, there's uh, Iron Man Rescue. Oh, there's like I thought it was awesome and not like an emotional moment, but a cool moment when you realize when the battle starts. And you're like, wait, how is Spider-Man swinging? Because they're in the middle of a field. He's swinging from Ant-Man's arm. Yeah, that is And I cool. think that's... And people, like... There are people that did a drawing to show, like, look, that's exactly where he is. But if you pay enough attention, um, there's a moment when he... I think it's either his arm dips down or it's the back of the arm is coming up. And you can see the web hanging from his arm. No, that, that's that, a great touch. That is a good detail. Um, but uh, I... Yeah, I I, don't, I agree with a lot of this. I, I just want to make sure that I'm inserting like some of like th- thoughts that aren't just lumping on praise to every parts of all of this. Um, right, I, and I Which, yeah is back from because you, you like Infi- Infinity War is yes. your top because so of, of, con- of the consistent engagement. Yeah, like that 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 would ultimately the main thing is that I'm consistently I'm consistently engaged in the entirety of Infinity War. And I also think the idea of having your villain as the protagonist is fascinating, and they nailed it and pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think my, my favorite, one well, of my favorite one-on-one battle sequence is Cap v. Like, Winter Soldier in Winter Soldier in the Highway. My favorite kind of general kind of group or smaller engagement is the Thanos fight on Titan. Uh, in terms of ju- in, uh, just in terms of different heroes displaying their powers and how those interact. That was the type of moment that I was looking for in the crossover, that everyone on Titan versus Thanos, because now we're seeing specific examples of these are how all these powers interact with each other when there's a very clear... Magic with a kick. Yes, yeah, exactly. That exact type of thing. Uh, yeah, like that, and then the... Like, and you'll and that you get you get you get stuff ranging from magic with a kick to the basically the magic fight between Strange and Thanos to Iron Man versus Thanos, which is basically a just a slugfest. Right. Um, and what I love about that, like, it, yeah, kind of going, just, yeah. I, I love that sequence, and I think kind of going to with that is the jumps in tone because yes, you've got Spidey who's again. In that case, he's he's making jokes because he's coping with fear there. Oh, Thanos yeah. is terrifying to him. Yeah. Um, and he, so he's doing magic. And, and it's not even just mad. It's the tone in his voice too. Magic. Magic. Magic with a kick. <laughs> yes. Um, what a twist. And then you go to uh, Strange, who you see how intense he is, but there's no... The intensity is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 
And then you've got Iron Man where it, it's a more personal fight. Yeah, it's right. From, from he, both Thanos yeah. is right up in his face and he's even like, he straight up you know, admits, I respect you and I hope they remember you. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, and I will say, I, I, while Portals is like my favorite, I don't even say call it Portals, the Portal scene is my favorite moment in the MCU in terms of entrances in the theater, like where it's, like, not an entire... Well, not, like, the, the climax of the entire, like... MCU, MCU that like, it's Thor coming to Wakanda. I basically... That's a great scene, too. Like, that, that's that's one of my favorite... That's in my top, probably... Certainly five, probably three fictional, like, entrances ever. And again... That's a very specific one. <laughs> like, like... Within I, a few I, seconds I, of that is that whole slip in with humor that the Russo brothers, I think, are kind of getting known for. Because it's... That, that's the... Uh, the beard. It's, oh, I see you covering my beard. It's like a couple of... Oh, well, there's like, that. And then... Yeah. Well, but then, like, I want you... This is my friend Tree and Rabbit. Yes. I am Steve Rogers. Or, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> like, just that whole little... And, and you're like, yeah, of course that will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't that happen? Yeah. And then, again, and then the seriousness that comes in later... Um, well, really, when, just, when, really, when, when Thanos shows up. Is well, the, yeah, but what I was talking about shit. specifically is the snap. And right after the, the snap happens, um, Groot starts disintegrating. And he says, I am Groot. And you're like... And uh, Rocket's like, Groot, no, not again. And the Russo brothers, this is something you don't get in the movie, but watching it again after reading what the Russo brothers have said, because everybody's like, well, what did Groot say before he dusted? He, he said, Dad. Oh, so you realize that oh. he's like, Dad? And then he dusts. Right. And then, because Rocket can understand him, mm-hmm. then Rocket's sitting there like... Just calls it Dad. Yeah. Right. And uh, then you die a little more. Yes. Inside. Or half of you might. <laughs> <laughs> um, any anything else ranking? Yeah, that was our exhaustive. Yeah. It's my it's my number one because it's <laughs> it's it, it's it's the end. I I, I love yeah. I love a good. This is there is nothing else like the MCU. I love a good. Uh, craft story as much as I like craft beer. <laughs> Yeah, and this is what they do. They they managed so many different characters. Mm-hmm. They um, brought them to re- respectable conclusions and uh, kept us all entertained along the way. And they made it a torment garden. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, screen. I mean, <laughs> the MCU. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, John. No, I'd right. say the MCU. There are mistakes in the MCU. It's not one hundred percent perfect. Most of them are small and can be overlooked. I would say the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest glaring mistake that they've made um, would have been the way that they handled Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because she can be, like you said, she can be done much better. I think the reason why it didn't feel like there was a direction in the Captain Marvel movie is because they shot her scenes for Infinity War and Endgame before that. So now you're trying to get an actor to figure out how to get from point B to point A as opposed to point A to point B. Because you, like you even said, she has a really great moment in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Her personality is a lot better in Endgame. So it's a matter of, okay, she had a starting personality, mm-hmm. but now she has to figure, she or the directors or whatever have to also figure out how to get her from where she is there 
back to where she was in Endgame. Yeah, and it, I think what they should have done was postpone the filming of her scenes, which they could have done just the filming of her scenes later, mm-hmm. until after they'd done Captain Marvel. And I think that would have fixed some of the issues. Uh, yeah, it might have, because even in the beginning of Endgame, um, when she's in the hologram talking to uh, Black Widow, yes, uh, she is restrained much like she is in in Captain Marvel, in her movie. But it makes sense in that instance because it... What she's saying is that you are one of so many different worlds right. that I am helping right now. And her kind of, for lack of a better word right now, blasé reaction to what Natasha is saying is emphasizing that you're, you are so small in my scope right now. Right, yeah. So And, and I'm like, that. Makes... I, I understand that. And that's something I can get behind. That's a perspective I can get behind. So you you, you could well be right. It might have made a difference. No, I, yeah, makes sense. So, oh, well, I, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think this one will will table some of the other topics for a different uh, episode. But we will at some point return to the MCU. Oh, I do some of the other thing in more oh, ways than one. Yes, some, one day it will it will return to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we will be watching a Marvel movie in the theaters again at some point. Yes, and um, I'm going to actually end up if they do with Black Widow what they're doing with Mulan, which is you can pay extra to watch it mm-hmm. on on Disney Plus. I will probably do that, um, and then. If they do inevitably re-release it in theaters, because I think they will, I think Black Widow deserves that. I will see it again in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different experience. Um, yeah. And um, the other thing too is that if they, you know, if they do that, being able to watch it. Um, another interesting thing, not not necessarily MCU related, but movie related, and, and things that are going on so related to what we're talking about now is. Um, and this can be a completely different topic later, and I think it should be, uh, is that they've pulled uh, Christopher Nolan's newest movie, Tenet, Tenet. Oh, because yeah. he's very big on my movies should be experienced first in mm. theaters, mm-hmm. and instead have done a um, the, re-release of Inception, I believe. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yep. I saw that as, so as, as a placeholder. Yeah, that, yes. that, that's an interesting conversation, um, and definitely one. That, again, I think that's yeah. Again, also very interesting, but almost an entirely different discussion. Oh no, it's an entirely um, different yeah. <laughs> subject because I could I could probably talk for two hours about Christopher Nolan's movies. Sure. Yeah. So, so. All right. Until yeah. next time, uh, we're your hosts, John, Johnny, and Josh, uh, who you also find on Hyperion. Um, I do have a Facebook page. I'm still putting together. Um, that can be found through Hyperion underscore CC. Um, that's for custom cosplay. So if you guys check me out, you'll be able to see my cosplays that I do. Um, you know, eventually we'll have conventions again, and I'll be able to take some pictures of those with my other Spider Crew. Um, look up Webheads of of IG. That's where you can see some other spiders. Um, yeah, look up Hyperion, uh, also Hyperion CC, underscore CC on Twitch. I'm going to be, probably within the next few weeks, getting my uh, Twitch stream going, and we'll see what that's going to entail, but uh, you can find me there. 
And then on Instagram at Hyperion Cosplay Official. Again, Hyperion's H as in Henry, Y as in yellow, P as in Paul, E as in Edward, R as in Ryan, I as in Isaac, O as in Oscar, and as in Nancy. So, not related to the Hyperion books that uh, these two are reading, but <laughs> um, if you ever want to know what, what that came from, go ahead and shoot me a message on Insta. Alright, All right, well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, so then, uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.